prefer the the casual aspect of it. But cheers, first and foremost, shorty. Like halfway through that, Jesus, dude. <laughs> I like beer. <laughs> so me and you kind of have a similarity in the fact that we both met our significant others yeah. at the gym. Yes, but you right. guys like took off like fucking immediately. Like within a year, you guys were like married, right? Uh, yeah, just about like yeah. a year and a bit. Like as soon as I met her, anyways, like I told her right off the bat that you know, like two or three weeks in, you know, I was like. We're going to get married. Just letting <laughs> okay. you know. I'm like, we're just going to give it like two years and then we'll yeah. probably do it. But yeah, you know, we can usually like, that scares a woman off like immediately. No, I think we, we we're no, we were right. You're like vibing hard right away. Oh, eh? Like so much. It was crazy. Like uh, one of our, the first times we hung out, um, we were both sitting together and like in unison, we're talking about our favorite movies. And I was like, yeah, like Nacho Libre. And she's like, I fucking love Nacho Libre. <laughs> and I'm like. And, and then we said uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, and that's like, a very like cult movie too. Yeah, so if you can find two people that actually like that. Loved it. Like wow. it, it's one of my favorite movies, obviously. <laughs> and then to, in unison, we both said Hot Rod. Oh like, my uh, god, Andy the Samberg movie. Yeah, 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 we both said it in unison. We still watch that movie. Like I don't know, maybe we sat down together and watched it like four or five times, and every time we fucking die laughing. It's so funny. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was uh, kind of one of those moments. You're like, this is the one. This <laughs> I fucking love you. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Too. I love you. That's yeah. awesome. And she was just visiting up here from uh, from Montana. Not, or not just right? visiting. She was actually going to school. Like I, I've told the story a bunch. So anybody that knows me knows <laughs> like exactly what happened. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she was visiting school, or she's not visiting, but she was coming to school here for at CMU, like learning how to okay. do like uh, special effect makeup, yep. kind of stuff, like all the blood and the gore and whatnot. And she's still pretty active in it, even though she's kind of moved away a little bit into like more of the the sports side of yeah. uh, life. Um, but yeah, she was doing that and, uh, she was training at primal and I was filling in as a Muay Thai coach at the time. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, a mature coach. <laughs> okay. And even though there's this beautiful blonde woman in my class, who I want to chat with, <laughs> I'm going to be cool. So I never really talked to her that much outside of just like, Hey, you know, like throw a fucking good jab. Yeah. Why don't you? Kind of thing. <laughs> Put your hip behind it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and like, uh, one of the first real interactions we had with each other is funny. Um, so she's a uh, uh, holding pads for this this girl who I'm not 100% fond of. And, okay. You know, whatever. She I, She's long gone. Now, okay. <laughs> so there's no rift at yeah, Primal no, anymore. No. She, she, she's long gone. Yeah. So it's whatever. But she's holding pads for her. And I walk out and I'm just like, hey, like, you know, don't. You know, don't go crazy on the pads. Like, let's just throw that jab cross across. Like, just relax a little yeah. bit with it. Throw better form. She does the exact same thing again. Just like, <laughs> freaking out. I'm like, okay, okay, chill out. Like, let's try it again. Like, one more time. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's try it one more time. Just bursts crying. Oh, just shit. Just bawling her eyes out. I look at Yazzie, and I'm just like. Just give her a nod. I'm like, okay. And, and, and just walked away. I'm like, I don't know. It's like one of the third, like maybe third class I've ever taught, like yeah. alone. And yeah, there, there's no fucking way I was dealing with that. I'm like, this is too odd for me. <laughs> but yeah. yeah and then funny. you guys like hit it off pretty much immediately. Yeah. I got her to actually uh, take a picture for me because uh, I had a like an upcoming fight that got canceled and I needed like a the fight pose. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, you know, like, be cool if you could take this pic for me. And I took my shirt off and I'm like, 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <thank> you. <laughs> and then yeah. afterwards, I asked her if she wanted to just uh, go for a walk downtown, and you know, we walked for like hours, and it was just literally too perfect. And we saw each other again after that, and like, you know, we're we're barely even touching each other. We just talking nonstop, yeah. and it was yeah, it was it was literally perfect. But you know, from there, it, it really just snowballed, and you know, there was all this drama about her not being able to stay in the country, yeah, and she was an illegal immigrant for a little bit, and. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of bullshit, and now yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, well, because of that, and seeing myself. Yeah. So what we're actually ass. gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna watch uh, Connor's last uh, or his only pro fight. Yeah. He's still relatively young in the in his career. Um, this one, what? One round or two rounds? I went two rounds. Two yeah. rounds. Yeah. All right, let's check out how this went. But um, can you even remember? Like, this is your first legit pro fight. Yeah. So what were your nerves like going into this? Because uh, how know, many how many amateur fights did you have going into this? Uh, well, I had like uh, nine, including my demo, I guess. You know, okay. But, um, I had four that year, so I was like, I was pretty comfortable in the cage, and I was really comfortable in front of this crowd as well. It really felt like, even though I'm the Toronto guy, uh, it, it like Billings really feels like a hometown for me, and mm -hmm. they, they treat me. Hit me right in the back of the head. It's just through. Oh, it actually head. hit. Yeah, that hit. That hit pretty clean. There's a good picture of it. <laughs> but nice. I moved with it. But yeah, it, like I don't know. Being in Montana is like uh, it really does feel like home. So I was really comfortable. And and apart with that, I I've actually like really fallen in love with yoga. Okay. And as an Indian man, can <laughs> probably as the most non-flexible <laughs> Indian man in the world, but yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you. you, you it helps your jits for sure, though. It right? helps your jits. It helps yeah. martial arts in general because, like, the what's what's really cool about yoga that a lot of people don't appreciate is the the breathing aspect of it, and just being able to breathe with movement yeah. and doing like just just doing things more efficiently you know you don't have to put in as much work because you're using like all of the the fuel that you can put into your body as efficiently as possible mm -hmm. so i i really fell in love with that and that's why my cardio shot up like like just <laughs> some bullshit. <laughs> my fucking I don't know if it's my internet or fight TV or what the fuck it you gotta is. Put it on like 260p, bro. <laughs> just watch a pixel move around. Sick. <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's actually go to 240 and see what the fuck happens. But um, yeah. Uh, no, I I can only imagine, especially like in these grappling spazzing exchanges. I, yeah, it is spazzing <laughs> the fuck out. You know what? Let's let's keep this for fucking later. But yeah. in terms of like using the yoga and actually breathing through all these grappling yeah. techniques and even striking, striking to to begin time. with, right? That's the main thing to to maintain your cardio for the full fifteen minutes or however yeah. long you're expecting to go. Yep. Nine minutes in in amateur, right? Yep. But um, that's very very important, and a lot of people don't really think about it. They nope. they just think about that when you when you're striking, you're supposed to be breathing out. Yeah. There's not just that, but there's like the grappling aspect of it too, yeah, where you're 100%. going from position to position, but trying to you know you're you're hearing your opponent breathe too, mm -hmm. right? So I'm sure that and kind that of triggers something that, for you as well. well. It gives me strength, honestly, because mm -hmm. even in this fight, this guy talks so much shit. The entire fight, he was fucking whispering in my ears. Okay, yeah. if I swear, go for yeah. it, okay, dude. Okay. Fuck shit, cunt, I, bitch. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was. Uh, uh, he was he was chirping in my ear like the whole fucking fight, just yeah. talking to me. And, and uh, in the second round, he, like he was in my guard again, and I was trying to control his posture. And he yelled over, like I don't know, he he was from Tajikistan, so okay. his coach was 
screaming Tajik at him the whole fight. <laughs> and he I don't turns, know if that's the fucking language, but continue. no, it's Tajik. I looked yeah, it up because sure? I wanted to. I want to talk some shit in Tajik to him. And <laughs> if you've ever heard that language, unless you really know Tajik, you're probably not going to be able to say a word. <laughs> it must sound violent though. Yeah, now that yeah, I'm thinking about yeah. it. I'm not, I don't think I've ever heard it in my life, but continue. Yeah, it's uh, it's confusing to say the least. <laughs> so you know, and there's no Google Translate for it. That's <laughs> Probably Tajik. not. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, no offense to any of uh, no, my Tajik fans. Yeah, um, Google's not looking at that country yet. No, they're Let's just not. Put it that not way. Yeah, they're getting there though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he so he yelled over at his corner and he said, uh, I don't know what what his corner was saying, but he said he's just like, don't worry, I'm waiting until he's tired. He's tired. I can sense it. He's tired. That's what the fighter's saying. That your yeah, opponent. He, he was wow. Yelling. He turned and faced to his corner and just get he was talking to my corner too he's talking to me he's talking to everybody like in a, the, this like awesome like broken english <laughs> it's just like and usually i do all the talking but whatever anyways he, he said that to me and it, it instantly triggered in my head i'm like i gotta fucking calm down right now he's like you're right i gotta focus on my breathing and I and I nice. Deep, deep, deep breath, and I just slowed down completely. And then, like, I, all my facets came back to me, and I'm like, "You dumb motherfucker! <laughs> You're like, fucked now." Yeah. And then I could sense he was like, he was almost like projecting. You know, I could uh -huh. sense he was getting tired. He was like God. feeling gassed out. And uh, yeah, it's funny. I was just talking about fights. I know this is such bullshit, dude. <laughs> I, I really wanted to actually watch this fight. Like, that, this is one thing I've always wanted to do with if I have a fighter come in and stuff is actually watch one of their fights with them and yeah. trying to get their mentality in terms of when they felt or faced adversity and how they came overcame it and, and actually pulled off a victory because yeah. you went on and got an Americana in this fucking fight, which you're kind of hyping yourself up about. And now I'm trying to fucking see it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, it's just like one of my favorite submissions. And yeah, I know I, I've never seen it before mm -hmm. like in any other fight and it was cool too because like you know shout out to my hannah i i fucking love the place but yeah they forgot to get mats in the back room so. are you telling me you're warming up on like concrete or some shit <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me dude uh, yeah. so you're like, doing like your jits drills and fucking yeah on concrete no well we couldn't really do anything yeah and then finally i was like i gotta do something fucking on, like i got i gotta get on the ground i gotta feel something so i laid down all our coats and, I, <laughs> and, I, and yazzy was the only one warming me up because i was the last fight and there's yeah. a bunch of other like our teammates shout out to the grindhouse and feelings yeah. but like a lot of them were fighting as well so like everybody else was out uh you know like watching or coaching or doing whatever and then uh so we laid it all down and then i i get on top of yazzy and i start like flowing through what i want to do and she's like you know if you get on top of him just make sure you go for that americana just do it well why why did she did she see because something she, like a she, chink in his game knew, or something she or? knew that was my submission okay and anybody i get there i always submit them like mm -hmm. it's from a scarfold like people don't really use scarfold or kesagatami in mma and jujitsu mm -hmm. in general unless you're like a super judo guy by the way he was a judo black belt oh yeah you, so you're telling me on the way like, here too like yeah suck it bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, judo, uh, you can throw me but yeah. you can't get out <laughs> but, yeah. what's, what's this guy up to since then do you know uh Have you, do, you, do you look up your your opponents and see what they've been doing uh no i, I, I haven't looked up anything and that was kind of like why i wasn't super uh stoked on him yeah because he didn't have any social media presence he didn't have like uh 
uh, like I don't know really anything about him at all. So I'm trying to the, figure out where he came from. Like uh, we know that he came from. He was in Las Vegas. He was oh, training okay. with um. Actually, have you seen that crazy knockout by Anderson Silva in Cage Wars when he throws this the up sp- elbow? Oh yeah, against Tony Fricklin, right? I think that's that, who it was. that was his coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. They're, they're working together, and like Tony's a super nice guy too. Yeah. By the way. Like he was, uh, he was really. All right, well, I'm giving up on Fight TV. We'll have to watch this another fucking time because it's slowing everything (laughs) else. We can watch it on my phone. (laughs) Watch it afterwards. Um, But yeah, so it only went like a minute and twenty six seconds into the second round. Yeah. Um, Uh, No, that's what what was left in the round. I think that's how they do it. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I'm like this. What was this? Forty five seconds into the third round? No, that's forty five seconds left. left, Oh, okay. I might yeah, have, they do I guess, weird. That is weird as fuck. Let's see what this Farouz guy is up to now. Owen oh, 2 hasn't fought since he fought you. Makes yeah, sense. <laughs> like he had a fight two years ago and he didn't oh, have yeah. any amateur fights at all. I was even looking up his name in Tajik, like just copy and pasting it so I could find something. Dude, that's. And <laughs> I kind of have to do the same with like Russian fighters and yeah. get the Russian thing of their name to put it onto YouTube it's, or whatever it is. It's hard. You, like there's, yeah. there's just no information on a lot of these guys especially when they're fighting on like regional promotions Mm -hmm. or promotions that are in an area that has like a ton of fights happening yeah because they just don't even bother people just come out and you know they have a fight every other weekend like they don't post any of the footage Mm -hmm. so i found like a combat jujitsu match which i think they just called it that because they weren't allowed to do MMA. That's my only assumption. So but, are they actually striking on the feet? Yeah, they were doing everything. Oh, so it it's not just, like Eddie Bravo combat jiu-jitsu no, where it's it like just, fucking slapping each other on no, the ground. No, it was just MMA. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but, but it was under combat jiu-jitsu. So I don't know. There's just a bunch of weird shit. Like Dude, there that. was... that's You're kind of lucky that you came in when you did because like even like 2010, 2011-ish, the, the amateur scene was a little bit weird. Like yeah. it was like... You, you can do MMA, but once it hits the ground, you only have a couple seconds. And if you can't get a submission, you got to stand right back up. Wow. Some weird shit, like shin pads and ocean pads, boxing gloves. So how the fuck are you supposed to get submissions with boxing gloves and shit? That's like, it was very, very sketchy. Like, yeah. amateurs, like, so you're kind of lucky that you're getting in now yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or when you did. What, what was your first fight? When was that? 2016. Uh, yeah, Adam Heroes, Duncan. yeah. So yeah. Heroes and Ace were, like, the first uh, amateur ones that were trying to do it properly. Yeah. Do you remember the restrictions that they had in that no elbows? Uh, well, yeah, there, no, right? am, there's no elbows in any amateur, amateur period, but yeah. like, uh, yeah, they were shin, uh, I had headgear in the Heroes one, yep. and that was in Ottawa, and that fucking Actually, sucked. I think but one they, of my they, friends was on this they, they ran it pretty well. Like they, I, they, I knew the guys that were running it as well, it's the whole Wama crew over there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Patrick, he was my teammate at the Patrick time. Patrick Connors, oh, he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's pro now too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's great. He's a cool dude, Ergus. That's never, my motherfucker right there. Oh, for real? He's my dude. Like yeah. he, I fucking signed him up to the gym that he's at right now and stuff. That's funny. He's. Do you know much about him or anything about him? Uh, I know I've heard the name. I can't. I can't recall. Let's though. see his face. The Rhino, dude, undefeated as an amateur too. Came in with a came in with a wrestling uh, wrestling background, high sure. school and stuff. Was training out of Rev. I'm not sure if you know of Rev MMA. But they're like a more like a family friendly get fit type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came from there to us. He goes, "Yo, I can't get any fights with these guys." Yeah, I, I heard you guys, you know, have some good like pro teams and amateur teams and stuff. Comes in and starts wrecking house immediately. Like nice. ridiculous wrestling, cool. ridiculous wrestling, uh, ridiculous cardio. And now this past year, he just won the IBJJF's uh, gold for his division. Damn. 
killer kid. Yeah, no Didn't sure. fight all of 2019 because he was strictly focusing focusing on his jiu-jitsu. Yeah. He was supposed to actually fight PFC this weekend, but he got a cut and he can't, can't compete. Are you going to go out to that card? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah? I'm gonna Do you go. have any teammates or anything funny on that? Uh, no, but there's a, a Amir Bani from um, uh, Open Mat. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I've worked with him a few times. He's a really great guy, and you know, I, I'm I'm excited to see uh, his fight. Like, I I know some of his fights aren't up there, but um, mm-hmm. he's uh, I think he was like seven and one as an as an Ami. That's that's the record that he told me. I think well, who's against right now? Uh, Amir, yeah, right there. Amir Bunny. Yeah, he's really great. I haven't heard about this kid before. Yeah, seven and one. Damn. It's yeah. a, it's not often that you see guys going over five amateur fights nowadays. Yeah, you're one of the few. I think what would you have seven or oh, so you said nine, right? Uh, yeah, but like I lost the first two and then I, I took a year off and then still I still experienced, dude. Yeah, right? yeah, it, it was good. It was still experienced. And I saw in the documentary that you're saying that you lived somewhere else when you had those two fights. Then you came down to Toronto and started to make it a little yeah. bit more of a real thing. Where were you before? Yeah, uh, well, I lived in Tottenham. Just a really small town. It's like the the smallest commuter town to Toronto. Is it closer like, to like London? Yeah, no, no. Mm. It's like right between Orangeville and Newmarket on Highway Nine. Oh, okay, okay. Off so you're up a little Tottenham bit more. Tottenham Road. Tottenham Road. Yeah. Okay. I don't go. I don't go that much north. Yeah, I mean, I think I've been to Barry one time to watch Bellator up there one time, but that yeah. was about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no, I, I've heard the name, and then obviously there's like the no, English. No, I, I didn't expect you to. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like like five thousand people. Okay. So like I was training there when until I was like about sixteen, mm-hmm. and then I kind of got not kicked out of the gym, but. Uh, oh he, shit! I did that demo <laughs> fight because I was like driving to another gym and like kind of working with them, and I didn't let the first gym know that I want to do the demo fight because I didn't feel supported by them. Oh. And then he found out eventually, you know, because I had a broken nose and a black eye. And mm. yeah, shit! Go, oh, what happened? And I'm like football. Like, <laughs> sure. Like, oh, yeah, the cage. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that he wasn't cool. And then I I trained at Empire MMA for a while. Well, Lachlan. Uh, pardon? Lachlan Chang. Oh. Or Kara Kara Kirsch, I think was there too. Empire. That's in Toronto, right? Like. No, that's in it's in Barry. It's in Barry. Yeah, gym. actually, he yeah. did. He, they had a they had an affiliate down here as well too. Oh, okay. And I believe I Lachlan know. Chang was actually the guy that was running it. Okay, I don't um, know him. It was a uh, it was Crew Achilles. Yes. Yeah, yes. He, yes. Yes. Yeah. I do. I did deal yeah. with him a little bit too. Uh, rest in peace. He passed away. He, he did. Yeah. Cancer. What the fuck happened? Cancer, oh shit! Like two years ago. I did not know that. Yeah. God Sad damn. Things it was just like one of the fittest men you would ever see at his age. Mm-hmm. It was just like just got him. You know. Do you know what kind of cancer it was? I can't recall, but yeah, he was fighting it for a while. Even went plant based mm-hmm. to like try to help with it, and you know, it was just too late. Yeah, just showed up and like almost. Got him overnight. Really sad. So yeah. rest in peace because he was he was a, a great man and an excellent part of the martial arts community for sure. So I, I dealt with him a little bit just to like deal with tickets for for a substance cage combat event. Mm-hmm. Uh, super nice dude. Yeah, met him maybe once or twice. Um, heard a lot about him too. Um, is there anybody else that you know on this upcoming card though? Uh, the, I haven't really looked at it to be honest with you. George um, Brito. He's a beast. Toronto BJJ. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know that. That. You know um, about I, I know Imperado. I've seen Adam DeFried's fight before. Oh yeah, and there's Tony. Yeah, crazy though. He's fighting a kid that's 16 and eight. That's wild. And he only has six fights. Two. I'm surprised. What, what what's his last couple fights like? Uh, Tony or the other guy? Tony. Let's see. And, and I guess the other guy too, because then kind of changes things. Oh, he's bleached out too. <laughs> oh man. Lost to Charles Jordan's brother in TKO. 
Mm. That kid's talented as fuck too, Louis. Yeah. Very, very good. That head kick knockout he had against Sam DeBog was nuts. I saw that online. That was yeah. fucking crazy. Sick. Considering he's like four foot nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Is he coming here next week? Or something? His brother. Oh, his brother. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know if you should be talking like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm curious what this other guy's record is. Cause he must yeah, have, yeah. He must have lost at least the, the, last, Dude, the last few. The last commission that we used to have in uh, Ontario would not approve that fight at all. Cheers. Like, that's how hard it was to do MMA back in the day, just because... The commissioner was just such a bitch to deal with. Like, mm -hmm. this guy's not experienced enough to fight this other guy. We're like, really? as matchmakers, I think we know who would be good for for each other, right? Let's see this Claudio Ledesma guy. I've never heard of him. 16 and 8. Oh. He is. Oh, shit. Damn. Where's well, that? He lost his last Five one. and one in his last six. Louis Gardino. Okay. It's not a bad name to. Oh, she lost to him. 2015. <laughs> Do you know Louis Gardino? No, former UFC fighter. Uh, Zach McCoff. Dude, this guy's fought some good guys. Bo Harris is another one. Wow. Anthony okay. Leone, that's a big name. Yeah. Aljamain Sterling, Brian Kelleher. Damn. Dude, this is Jimmy Rivera. He's got a sh dude, Since 2009, out. dude. This is wild. How the fuck did they approve this fight? Because um, <laughs> they know Tony. <laughs> Probably. They know Tony. Dude, Tony's going to do work on him. I, I hope I so. Yeah, and I, I like the kid. They're they're good, right? Uh, there's the Emperor guy that has a bad name for himself. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know about him, but uh, not really cheering from there. I should say that. Um, I, I'm interested to see. Have you been to a Rebel before? That's where they're doing it at. Yeah, I, I saw Vince Staples show there once, and then uh, I'm gonna act like I know who that is. But continue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> continue. But other than that, yeah, it, it, it's gonna be a cool venue. I mm -hmm. think that's gonna be really cool. I, I've, they they've never done any fights there before. Not right? that I know of. Yeah, that's um, gonna be really cool. I think. The the BTC where I, one I went just went to, they did it at like a hockey arena where the their yeah. OHL team plays. Yeah, it was yeah. really nice, dude. Nice. One of the nicer venues I've been to for a regional show. How did it sell out, or like how did it sell for for the did designated they? seats that it seemed like they gave them, which was like just a like a between the. Do you watch hockey, my yeah, like? Okay. So well, like uh, just the the center part of the ice right. where they just had like the stands and the stands on this side and then a bunch of four seats four seats were not that packed tables were packed obviously i think his sponsors and all that mm -hmm. shit um the the the, the bleachers maybe 60 percent full okay i had the, i had the matchmaker on last week and they said they sold pretty well so i'm like yeah. okay if you guys can go back to that uh, that venue that'll be pretty fucking cool yeah uh they got another show in burlington though okay, they're calling cool. it the night of champions so apparently it's gonna be a big fucking card Badass. but it's the night of our my wedding <laughs> so I'm like so I'm not gonna not fucking being there <laughs> damn it yeah. I, I love regional MMA though cause like yeah. the crowd is really into it too yeah yeah that's, that's the main it's thing different. right? it's more intimate right exactly Like, and, and a lot of people have never really watched fighting in that kind of arena and that mm -hmm. stage and mm -hmm. you know you kind of really appreciate where it starts from it's not like the UFC you know? no it's a little bit more grindy I like to like call like it the NCAA of MMA is like these guys are right there. They're just about to make it, or they have been in the yeah. UFC and then they just haven't, you know, been able to keep their state their their, their stance there. Yeah, yeah, Jesse yeah. Ronson fought, uh, beat some guy from the states. Uh, who's the other guy? Cody Fister lost a very very bad split decision, unfortunately, mm -hmm. to a hometown guy. I feel really bad for him. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then Siri fought as well too. We were talking about him earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got completely all grappled by this kid from Ottawa, uh, Matteo Vogel. 
Teo Bogo. I have no Brown idea. Belt from uh, from yeah. from of their new era. I, wish I knew finishes the, something. Like, local scene better. Yeah, I don't know. Ontario. I'm surprised, like, hard, dude. Because right? but but I did see most of your shits down in Montana, right? Yeah, so yeah. D- does your team have a connection with Montana, or is no, it? No, it's just how did that happen? So, it's solely through my wife, right? She's okay. from Montana, so we were did she train down there? Before. She did. That's where she originally started, but she was only kind of like dabbling in it a little bit mm-hmm. there. You know, like definitely involved and like kind of falling in love with it. But once she came to Primal. Uh, she was up for here for a little bit and I started really kind of encouraging her to fight and you know like I could see she had that fire in her and mm-hmm. she wanted it so you know like uh, once she got kicked out of Canada she went da- back down there um yeah, she she was deported. I guess you could say. <laughs> so weird to hear, yeah, but yeah, yeah you're right. It's, it's That's what happened. Deported to Montana. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, she she started getting. Uh, she had her first fight on a card with me in uh, early or it was like uh, March of 2018. I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, so close to two years ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Now she's got one set up in April, most likely. It's not really set in stone yet. We're we're looking for something for early spring. It's so hard for girls. She's still on Ami, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh, you know, like for g- women too. It's like their weight classes seem to just not matter. Everybody just fights at forty five because, or from what I've seen, anyways, just, uh, because like. I don't. I don't know. There's just not enough mm-hmm. women around to like fill up more divisions, so they just. Well, go what division them. should she fight at? Uh, thirty-five is what 35? she should do. Yeah, she should be a big thirty-fiver. Interesting. But yeah, should be a big thirty-fiver or like a, a, an average sized. I think forty-five or maybe a little small compared to some of those girls. But yeah, she's like five nine and a half. Holy shit! And, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. actually that's that's not that bad. The, most of the girls that I know, at least in the scene, are like one hundred fivers, one fifteeners. Yeah. Even one of the girls that that was at our gym Anastasia Nikola Kakos fights for Invicta now just because she can't get any competition here she just keeps wiping them out every time she fights out here because she's like murdering chicks so Invicta finally calls her up but now she's having issues with like visa getting back and forth from the states because they only run fights in Missouri I think it is or Kansas Invicta right yeah um so it's unfortunate about that. <clears throat> Hopefully, your girl can find some fights and stuff. Yeah, here, dude. yeah. Like, we're, like it's funny because in Montana, there's like a small group of girls that all know each other, yeah. and they kind of all just cycle between. You know, like <laughs> just a round robin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it's around that. So like we've been looking at this one girl for a little bit, and uh, you know we've seen her, and I'm like, you're gonna fight her. Eventually. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen? So she's she's a possibility. I don't want to mention yeah. names or anything. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. in case. But, yeah, yeah. She, you guys are trying to schedule something for down there yeah or or in new york like there's a card april 10th and Mm -hmm. i would love to see her on that too because she'll be ready for it you know like she's putting in so much work right now like she is she's in a fight camp she's in fight but just there's nothing set and it's it's frustrating as fuck you know for sure i just really especially when you don't really have anybody in the crosshairs yeah and you're just like okay i'm just working to to eventually have somebody in the crosshairs yeah so she's just you know like she's getting shark tanked and it's like for what (laughs) (laughs) what what, what about you though do you want to fight by the end of the year again oh yeah for sure like i'm thinking like late summer like i you know I'm, i'm dealing with not not necessarily any injuries right now but just some like kind of uh, nagging problems I've had. Every injuries, fucking yeah, fighter right? has that. So, so it's I, I was so active last year. I needed to give myself like a couple weeks 
to or like a, you know the first couple months of the year to actually kind of recuperate and not take some dude you're still young bit. as fuck so that there's too. like no rush at and, all and i'm full-time in school so yeah got, that's like, another thing yeah for all of my last fights i was full-time in school doing six courses a semester <laughs> and for even for my my pro fight right that was six courses in the semester i'm training minimum four hours every single day Damn. and then uh come come the fight it was actually during my exam season oh, so i had to move all six exams to the first week of the exam season so i did three in one day oh <laughs> and, fuck that and then i flew out and this is all while cutting weight oh and then i flew out and then you know finally got the fight and the win and it was all worth it my god the fucking stress how did, how did the exams go they all went well <laughs> you know i it's funny i'm like the most average student you could ever imagine you just get by uh, well no not just getting by you look at the class average yeah. that's where i am okay. so depending on how everybody else is doing that's just about where i am <laughs> like, that's fucking jokes dude yeah. um do, do you have what are your plans with school though like are you trying to achieve what are you in for um uh, criminology so okay. i'm gonna get a beautiful piece of paper i'll put up up <laughs> On the wall, it's going to look like one of these. Yeah. You know, you'll turn and you look at it and be like, God, that's nice, isn't it? And He's a fucking intellect. But you're not going to take that down and like run it over to somebody and be like, hey, I got this. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. It's, you know, it's going to be a, a cute thing to kind of put up on the wall and like kind of show off a little bit. Is it, is it, is it more like a backup plan, backup plan type of thing? Is that, is that what you're looking at? I backup plan. I'm just no? going to succeed. Fight. So, Fight. Yeah. I'm going to either be training people or I'm going to be fighting myself or doing both. So, nice. You know, I'm going to own a gym one day with Yazzie and you know i have a personal training business that i'm i'm doing really well with actually Sick. considering like i can't really dedicate all of my time to it but you know i'm doing like i don't know 12 sessions a week with people right mm -hmm. now and that's more than enough to get by and it's cool because it's when it's your own business you can pick the slots when you work so exactly work around my own training and then i still get to you know do what i love which is truly just teach people martial arts and get them passionate about it so well, what would you say you enjoy more though, fighting or actually training people? Uh, the fighting gets me more excited. Yeah, but the uh, training people is more rewarding. So yeah. you know, it's yeah, apples and oranges kind of thing. You know, I jump topics a lot, so just That's don't okay. mind me. Hit me with it. You're saying uh, you, you're cutting weight and stuff. How how much do you normally walk around at? Are weight cuts tough for you? I know weight cuts are always yeah yeah, yeah. tough for some people, but in terms of for yourself. So at the start of this year, I started putting on a lot more weight just because okay. I was actually weight training for the first time. And I'm doing that down at Fortis Fitness, which is a phenomenal weight training facility nice. on the east side of the city where like if you're uh, an athlete that wants to cross train and get strong as fuck, like mm -hmm. that's where you go for it. Because the, the room in there, like you just know, okay, that's a professional hockey player. Okay, that's a professional oh, nice. marathon or like whatever you know i don't even professional marathon is that a thing probably <laughs> i'm sure there's one there for sure know? professional curler yeah, he's yeah, there yeah. he's just doing he needs this. some strength and conditioning yeah Fuck. like for three hours at a time he's just throwing a sandbag but <laughs> pretty much <laughs> <laughs> but like jokes. It, yeah it's it, it's it's a really cool gym so i put on i i maybe at the start of the year i'd walk around maybe like 167 and i was kind of like a skinny fat guy you look, okay you look at some of my fights i could even see that i'm like you're not the most built dude but you no. are like I was like, you're tall, you're lanky as fuck, dude. Stop. <laughs> but now, like, you know, I got, like, more of an athletic build yeah. because I'm, I'm trying to, like, really kind of build, like, I don't know, my, my muscle. And with that, like, you, you get a little bit more weight. So I, I jumped up to 
the start of my fight camp, I was at, I, I started at 182 and then I cut down uh, to 172. You know, that was just, you know, cutting a bit of peanut butter out. You know, <laughs> you know like all MMA fighters kind of carry a little bit of fat on yeah, them yeah. just because of the nature of the type of workouts that we do. You know, you don't usually see someone who's like crazy defined. No, but, not everybody's you all Romero, but. Exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of interesting yeah. in that regard because they're super athletes. But yeah. it's just like, you don't really, you, you got a six pack, but it's not like a six pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then I get down to 172 and then down to 167 for the fight week. And then I cut 12 pounds. And then Damn. usually on, on fight night, I'm just about 170. Well, what, what is your uh, what is your cutting program like? The uh, fight week, fight week. For fight week? So I, I, I like to think that I do it a little bit more intelligently than other people do. Because I'm just not about like the cutting 10 pounds in a day. I don't... I, like that works. There's no doubt about it. But there's so much science and research that you really can't fully re, uh, like replenish your body in that time in 24 hours. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Let like the food you cut out, the water you cut out, or your sweat out of your system. Like you're losing so many minerals when you do that kind of stuff. Like drinking distilled water. I find that shit yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like you're literally just bleeding yourself. Water loading but, and shit. Well, I water load. Okay. That's different. Okay. Because you're not losing minerals that way. But drinking distilled water, there's no minerals in that. Okay. So uh, like. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I've talked to a few people, and this is kind of my program, but <clears throat> uh, about 10 days before, I'll start drinking about eight liters of water a day. And then uh, I cut down to uh, four liters of water and then down to two and then down to about one liter or half a liter. And that's a day before. And then uh, the day of, I don't uh, drink anything, but I'm also plant-based, right? We mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. but, um, I uh, Fight week, I, I start eating very light, but nutrient dense. So like I'm, I'm having a... Uh, uh, like a really healthy oatmeal in the morning, like full of blueberries okay. and chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, a little bit of protein. And then, um, yeah, so I, I have that. And then lunch, I'll usually have like a, like a green uh, salad, usually baby spinach with like lots of fruits and like a, a super low calorie, low sugar, uh, dressing on yeah. it and for uh, taste yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but like you know there's all kinds yeah, of yeah. stuff in it that like i i try to cover my bases with most of my nutrients i'm very carb heavy as well yeah. and then uh, i basically just eat that for five days that almost to the t with the the water loading and then i'll just cut down on the portion so like the day before weigh-ins i'll eat half of the usual size bowl of uh, oatmeal that I would eat mm -hmm. and then uh, that evening I'll have usually just about the same size salad that I would have so that doesn't seem horrible like I've seen no, some bad not. weight cuts in the past and it's not that does not, not sound like something that would be horrible it's it's just it's time intensive and like you really have to stay focused and disciplined for like five days straight mm -hmm. so or even longer than that so you just fucking are pissed all the time and I, I hate dieting yeah like, like anybody does you just want to eat well one thing that my girl told me about is the fact that when you went vegan you went fucking cold turkey mm -hmm. like right off the bat mm -hmm. to, to even be able to do something like that shows that you could cut the weight you can cut the 12 pounds in seven days because yep. you are able to actually be like all right i'm going fucking vegan that's it what what actually pushed you to go vegan to begin with and how the fuck do you have that mentality to actually just go cold fucking turkey uh, well like uh my girlfriend at the time like we were young only like 18 okay and um 
yeah she was always she was a vegetarian and like just solely for like the the morality of it and like you know not eating animals she loved animals and mm-hmm. you know like i understood that but i was like but it's an animal though you know <laughs> and it's just like it's not one Where, of were us. you like a glutton before were you like fucking bacon and no, fucking all that shit I, no i really okay. wasn't so you're already like halfway there almost yeah i was just right? like you know i'd, I'd eat like normal like kind of like you know like meat and potatoes kind of like white people food stupid <laughs> yeah. shit. steak and yeah. fucking mashed yeah, it's just like, like I that. don't know, like that. Green you know, beans. Chicken. Like, my mom was, you know, pretty good about, like, not letting us get fat. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, she showed me this video of this guy named Gary Yurofrosky. I always mess up his name. It's like a Yiddish last name. Okay. Yeah, he's in, he, I think he's in Israel now. But yeah. anyways, he, he just, it was like an hour long uh, presentation that he had about, you know, the, the benefits of going vegan. And mm-hmm. then, sorry. It's all good. It happens with beer. (laughs) (laughs) But but you're disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Continue. Okay. He he just touched on the morality, the religious, the dietary, uh, like nutritional. He just covered kind of everything. Mm -hmm. As soon as I feel kind of dumb about something, and I know (laughs) that it's not something that I need, and rather I just want, but it doesn't benefit. uh, I don't know. It doesn't really benefit me. Uh, in a moral way or in a, a health way or uh or even the environment itself i'm like it's i don't it's not necessarily selfish to mm-hmm. continue with it because i'm not judging other people but i i just didn't feel like for myself it was something that i i should continue with so I was so like, so I was something more mor- morality based for you rather than actual health based or anything like I, that i always say it's better for me it's <clears throat> better for the earth and it's better for animals huh? so that's kind of like my mantra around it so uh yeah i don't i don't know i it is moral and it's you know it's also just it, it just feels rational for me and i'm a very rational person that's why i cut weight the way that i do yeah you know i don't like doing things overnight i like well minus just switching to veganism but you know none, 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 <laughs> yeah nonetheless it was just it like just you're talking about right. cutting fucking 20 pounds in 24 yeah, hours yeah, something yeah, like that. exactly like cut, and yeah. cutting any weight's not good for you there's yeah. no way you can do it and just not be like, oh yeah 100 the next day yeah. I'm completely normal like my last weight cut what I fuck up is not necessarily the weight cut itself. I've never missed weight minus one IBJJF. Nah. <laughs> At least it was an MMA, so it's all good. A quarter of a pound and they <laughs> DQ'd me on the spot. But oh, that's wow. Okay. That's, that's, okay. that's a bitch right there. But I'm sure you learned about it or learned a lesson from I'm that. So fucking pissed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now you knew for sure that that would never happen it again. It would never happen right? again. <laughs> you, need those, you need those moments, though. Yeah, it, it was a good learning moment, but yeah. it was also just the fact that I didn't know that I had to weigh in with the Gion. I never did that. Oh, shit. So, I didn't know they actually did that. Yeah, so huh. I found that out the night before, and I was like, oh, shit. Why the like, fuck would they do it with a Gion? I don't know, because they're like fucking... Dude, geese, the geese don't normally weigh different than other geese, unless, uh, I guess it depends on the material like, or something like that. Mine was three pounds, <laughs> and it was uh, two, two and three quarters of a pound too heavy for me. Wow. Yeah. That's so, a bitch. Or, I guess, just a quarter pound too heavy. I, I remember uh, Ergus, the, he only missed one time, uh, missed weight in, on the amateurs, and to add in, uh, insult to injury, he had like a pee-pee stain on his fucking, <laughs> on his fucking boxers. So he tried like hiding that while he was like, and he, he missed weight and a PB stain. So he's just like, you know what? Ever since that, I know for sure I'll never fucking miss weight again. Too, <laughs> uh, not, not to mention that he was a wrestler going into his MMA career already, right? Yeah, so like he so already he had that like mentality. Weight, yeah. Exactly. So he was just like, fuck, like that. That was just like a a double insult, double kick in the nuts for yeah. me too. Um, 
So you said, uh, so I, li- I like your, your little reg- regiment that you have five week in terms of making yeah. weight. Um, how- just, just to uh, clarify, it's yeah. it's four pounds by water loading. It's four pounds via my diet and it's four pounds via a sweat the day of. So I still do a sweat. I'm okay. not saying that I don't do So what is like well. sweatsuit, fucking nah, this like time the bags? I, did, I, I did a sauna for about 30 or 40 minutes, like on and off. And then I would get on the air bike in between that. And then, yeah, other than that. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty much right on weight. I think the one thing that always resonates with me in terms of weight cuts is uh, actually Jesse Gross. We were talking about him a little bit earlier. Uh, I was working one of his fights, and he still had maybe a pound and a half to cut. Uh, so I saw him, seemed fine to me and everything like that. Went to the sauna, came back maybe an hour later, and the guy was, like, looking through me just because he was just so fucking out of it. He was, like, one of those, like, dense fucking, like, yeah, yeah, Hector yeah. Lombard-looking motherfuckers, oh, right? Yeah, just just fucking stacked. <laughs> and, like, literally just one pound later, 40 minutes later, the guy's just, like, zombie mode. Get me to the fucking scale. Let me weigh in. Yeah. Let me get my nutrients back into it, my body. It's pretty brutal. It's mm-hmm. pretty brutal for sure. Uh, are you for, like, uh, like, getting rid of weight cutting? Like, what do you think of, like, one's thing? Do you know one's policy regarding it? Yeah, but it still doesn't work. And it's not, they don't, I don't know if they really enforce it all that heavy. Because right? they do it year round though. They like yeah. test these guys year round. Like oh, really? Demetrius Johnson now fights on 135, I'm pretty certain. Oh, I didn't know that. So like that's how with these guys, they're, they're fighting a weight class above even uh, Ben Askren when he used yeah. to fight for them. He went from 170 to 185. Yeah. Because they're like, all right, everybody has to go up and weigh now. You guys are going to be tested yeah. year round. So I, I, I like it. I like it a lot, but I, I feel like there's workarounds for it for sure. That, mm-hmm. Like people, I, but I, I, I think it's it's good for the sport to get, at least minimize the amount of weight cutting that a person yeah. should be doing. Because, you know, they had that one guy die, right? So, exactly. And one. Yeah. I think that's what actually triggered them to actually change it. Yeah. Knock on wood, we never get that in the UFC or anything like in the North American region. Yeah. But I think that's that's what it's going to take for them to actually be like, all right, we need to legitimate. I think California is actually trying to do something. Yeah, I heard about that right? as well. You're not allowed to be more than 10% of your weight after, on weigh-in day or something like that. Well, the UFC already has like a policy that it should be something like that, right? It's but, something similar to that. But they just yeah, don't yeah. enforce it, it seems like. No, not at all. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, how close do you follow like... UFC one, all that type of stuff. Uh, I follow UFC pretty closely. One, I I wish I could say I did more because I would love to fight for them one yeah. day. But they put I, on a fucking show, dude. Yeah, I know, I know they do. Like I've watched a little bit of it on YouTube, but mm-hmm. other than that, I like I, I I'm not like super deep into it. Like Bellator, you know, I'll look at the main ones and yeah, and I, like I get like keeping track of like who's like on top and like, but but with promotion. UFC, like from like number one prelim all the way up to the main event you're yeah. watching and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i usually make a night for it perfect yeah. i try to do the same thing i'm trying to make it fly with kendall like every fucking week because they do one every <laughs> fucking weekend right i'm sure your girl's into it because she fucking does it right? i know right yeah, i'm yeah, trying yeah. to get my girl into it but like the, our first ever road trip was actually to boston oh cool a month and a half into dating we fucking drove down to Boston to watch so, Connor fight Dennis Seaver. Just for the fuck of it, right? That was one of the first fights that I ever watched, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That was so. 2016 or something like that. I think it was 20, January of 2015. It was, yeah. I remember it was winter because we it was a fucking winter storm as we're driving down to Boston. Like fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but... Twenty sixteen. That was like right before yeah. your amateur fight. One of your first amateur fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. So four was, years ago. You're eighteen, watching, dude. I was watching it before I was going to like one of my uh jujitsu tournaments. I feel yeah. like I was younger than that though. Maybe that was a different fight I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. It must how, how did you get into MMA? Did you start watching the UFC? How did No How did you stumble uh, upon we, it? We just had a we had a karate school in town that okay. um 
Yeah, I, like I was always a part of since I was like maybe eight or ten years old, and uh, they had a one day a week MMA class that was just for like teenagers and up. And my older brother was actually a part of that. He doesn't really do anything anymore. Yeah, well, he doesn't do anything anymore. But uh, yeah, he he was going, and then eventually I I joined as well when I was fourteen. I'm like, fuck, this is the fun stuff. I don't want to do cutters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Which What's I, the point of this yeah, shit? Yeah, <laughs> I, I appreciate it a lot more now yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I really want to travel to japan to like get like or okinawa specifically just okay. to get like a real feel for like yeah, where yeah. karate originated i have such an interest in karate right now i'm a mm-hmm. big fan but <laughs> yeah so the one day a week mma class we just beat the shit out of each other and it was a lot of fun and like my bunch of my buddies were involved one of my friends uh their stepdad was actually the owner of the gym so like okay. i was always around it but as soon as i could drive i i left the city and i started training at another gym uh, in Bradford, that was a complete scam. Oh, well, it wasn't a complete ouch. scam, but the fucking, the uh, the guy that ran it was a fucking joke. Do you remember the name of it? The gym? Uh, <clears throat> you can air it out if they're a fucking scam, fuck them. No, but they're, <laughs> they're affiliated with other gyms. Ah, so, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't that's say fine, it. That's like, fine, I'll tell you fine. off camera. Okay, but, okay. That's yeah, fine. It, it was, yeah, it was a bunch of bullshit. They, he took a bit of my money and then he disappeared. What yeah, a cunt. <laughs> yeah, he would, he would, because I was 16, I didn't have a credit card. So oh. he wouldn't let me uh, pay a month, like a rate that was longer than a month. I had to just pay him cash every mm-hmm. month and you know he's always texting me like hey you gotta get your money you're getting your money and i'm like oh, i'm sorry i just have how you said you're 16 or something well then i was like about 17 yeah that, that's like, still a bitch move to yeah. be pulling on a 17 year old i know and he went he would only let me pay the monthly rate because <sighs> of that so i had to pay like a hundred and something too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, it was sure. like 160 i think yeah so. and that's like Toronto rates in Bradford for a fucking shit gym. So (laughs) whatever. And then I went to Empire and Empire Rocks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um so so that's how you got into MMA, like the UFC and stuff? Like No, not not the UFC. I never watched really any of it. So it was MMA first for you in terms of training it. Yeah. So then when did the UFC and actually watching it come into play? Uh I remember that one of the first fights I watched, like from or uh, our buddy had us over to watch. Um, this contradicts what I said before, but I, like that was the first fight I like kind of sat down and watched by myself. Mm-hmm. The first fight that like we went as like a family to watch was Chuck Liddell versus Rampage. In okay, the UFC. and like I was really young then, but getting to watch that I was like. Oh, this is yeah dude, you must have been like fucking that yeah, was like 08 or 07 yeah, or something really young yeah i was like nine or ten damn and, like chuck got starched and yeah yeah, like, yeah. but chuck down the ice man. like that's <laughs> all i knew Anybody, the block. yeah exactly this is badass. <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. then uh, a few years later i like again we watched um it was anderson silva versus weidman one yeah one yeah, yeah. yeah when he got knocked out 162 yeah. yeah yeah that was a while ago yeah and yeah. did you like did you become a fan at that time or like- uh it was actually dennis siever that night <laughs> that's yeah as random as it is wait was he, he fighting who did he, he fight that night i don't know do you remember he, he threw a spinning back kick <laughs> and he fucking put this guy down with a spinning back kick to the body and i was like holy shit i remember that possible? was his thing yeah that was and his he, thing but he's like he built like a little troll oh yeah yeah and he, and he put the guy down and or maybe he finished i don't know if he finished him with it but i know he hit him with one yeah and i went to like our gym the next day and i'm like 
I'm like, yeah. I'm going to do this Spinning shit. back kick now. <laughs> I can't throw a punch, but I'm going to throw a mean spinning back kick. Like, oh, you just want to do Taekwondo? I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what that was, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, look at him. On 162, right? That was on the Weidman card, you said? Yeah. Cub Swanson. That's yeah, a, that, that was a silver Weidman card, he so he lost that fight. Okay, but he hit him with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, was, and that was enough. <laughs> but I, I, I was so, I was like, I remember that so clearly. I'm like, this Dennis guy's a fucking badass. And it's yeah. funny. I don't even remember Cub at all in the fight. No. <laughs> yeah, and he won it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Frankie versus Charles was on that card. Munoz against Boach. Damn, that was a badass card. Andrew Craig against Chris Lieben. Jesus. Gabriel Edson Gonzaga. Barboza. Look at him. Yeah, against wow. fucking Oliveira. Yeah, that was a leg kick. That was one of his leg kick finishes. Holy shit. This was like Brian Melancon was actually pretty good. Mike Pierce against David Mitchell. Damn, dude. I love like going back and like. That was like, a good card time. to watch. Yeah, dude. That was a pretty solid oh, card. I'm sorry, Dennis. I still like you. <laughs> dude, uh, my girl was the only Dennis Sieber fan at that Connor fight that we went to. Oh, really? Yeah, because she, yeah, she has German heritage, right? Yeah. She's like, oh, he's the German guy. Yeah, let's do it. Everybody else, Connor, Connor, yeah, Connor oh, in Boston, obviously, right? It was fucking oh, sick. He got his ass kicked. Poor guy. She enjoyed it, but it's still tough to like be like, hey, you know. Ioana Janjic is her favorite fighter now, right? She bought. Sure. We went to the the UFC event when she fought uh, Valentina. Yeah, and uh, she bought her shirt. I'm like, you know, Ioana's gonna lose, right? I'm sorry to tell you, but Shevchenko's about to murder this bitch. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> uh, she didn't get finished though. Did she? she didn't get finished, no, but no, she got no. outstruck or even yeah. handled pretty much. Gra- yeah, grapple too. I actually, just, yeah, I did recently just rewatch that fight while yeah. I was like doing my cardio. Is there is there anybody that uh, that you try to emulate your game after or? Um, I I like looking at like certain aspects. Like, like I was saying, I'm like getting really, uh, like I'm really interested in karate right now because they deal with wrestlers so well. And I like the, how uh, so? uh, I don't know. It's just like, who's taking down Steven Thompson? Who's taking down, um, uh, fucking the dragon. uh, uh, Yeah. Like who's taking him down? Nobody could. It it comes down to the footwork. Yeah. Right. It was the footwork. It was the stance. It was the fact that. The only type, the only martial art that could get better angles than a wrestler was a karate fight. That's so true. You yeah, know, yeah. like, uh, like it's all about wrestling. They want to get square on your hips, get you when you're like standing right in front of them, take them down. Try to do that on a karate guy. Yeah, and the guy's like standing low. like laterally and all that type of shit. Yeah, and their That's movement insane. is phenomenal and they have great kicks. And if you can mix that up with like kind of like uh, the American kickboxing style, which is a blend of karate and, and boxing. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just really, really interested in it. So I, I've been looking a lot at that, you know, like playing with some different kicks that I haven't really thrown before, but something that I can snap up a little quicker. I've never felt confident throwing like hard round kicks. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to move on to something different, you know, like keeping distance and space and closing it when I want to. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just stuff along those lines are pretty interesting. I don't really like like uh, Muay Thai style of striking where it's like uh, the movement is kind of secondary to it. Mm-hmm. And it's really more about just like uh, like hard counters, if anything, like absorbing and throwing it back. I don't know. That's the, the way I look at it anyways. I, you know, I like the, the countering, the movement, uh, you know, dancing, footwork, you know, playing, like setting the pace that like they have to follow me kind mm-hmm. of. So, so, so you like the, 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 the Machitas and the Wonder Boys. That's kind of what you try, yeah. to, try to emulate at your game, at least footwork wise, you're trying to. Pieces like, of it. Cause unless you're living it, living yeah. it, then you really can't mm-hmm. claim to be doing it. But I really like 
pieces of it you know switching stance as well yeah you know I that could really definitely like throw your opponents off too mm-hmm. right like uh yeah what, what's your primary stance orthodox or southpaw uh it's mostly orthodox orthodox but, like, but you try to like to fuck around in the the southpaw stance too yeah, right yeah and, and for like a weird reason i i did southpaw for i don't know the first four three or four years of my training oh, wow. yeah just because uh, I wanted a really strong jab, so mm-hmm. I was like, "I'm gonna have my right hand as my jab," because GSP had a really oh, strong jab. Fucked up, uh, Josh Kostchuk with a jab. Yeah, fucked exactly. up Jake Shields with a jab. It was just a jab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, "Fuck, man, a good jab matters." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "But I don't feel like I can do it as good with my left. I'm just gonna do it with my right." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I only, yeah, I did southpaw. It was odd, but now. By virtue of that, I'm pretty comfortable in both. I, I love Wonderboy's ability to switch stances mid combination. So cool. That shit's insane. Yeah, like I, I watched Max Holloway too. That's, Max that's Holloway, another like he's he's probably he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. He's by far my favorite because the way he mixes in his footwork with his strike and when he's just flowing, like walking you down while throwing nonstop punches, but he's, he always has his feet under him mm-hmm. and he's always getting these really tight angles on you. It's yeah, like that type of footwork is I don't know so impressive. I just he's continuously getting better too like it's a, it's insane with he's that kid phenomenal. like we we saw him grow up in the ufc pretty much he came in cool. four and one and now he's has like fucking 20 fights almost in the ufc came champion and now he's hopefully getting a rematch again against volkanovsky he, he needs to do something different with his style though just so he doesn't take so much punishment because like yeah, a he lot eats of, a like, lot of shots he eats a lot of shots but like he usually gets the better of it but i don't know he needs to do something different that Poirier know? fight was tough to watch because he Fuck. he was eating a lot of Por- shots in that Poirier. fight hit way harder than him like yeah. listen to joe yeah. watching that and he was just like he's so much stronger it's like, yeah. get it man like no, we're watching the same fight just, he's just throwing him around i'm like yeah. god joe relax <laughs> uh do you do you have fight pass yeah how often do you find yourself on there just watching random fights for whenever studying I, purposes whenever i do my cardio i'm always watching fights and uh outside of that you know like every once in a while if like something comes to mind that if i miss something i'll usually go back to it but i don't know i i live so much in fighting that it's just like i, I sometimes I yeah need, uh, usually in the evenings we watch just bad reality tv you know? <laughs> that, that, that's that's one thing i've always been interested in is with fighters is how much they or the lack of fighting that they actually watch just because they live it every fucking day right yeah uh, me just being a fan and only like literally just doing like cardio boxing classes that's like the extent of my training yeah. um i'm balls deep in it like i'll watch like the the fucking first fight on a, a Bellator prelim or something like that. Like I'm just I'm just so it was enthralled. Like two yeah, exactly. That's awesome. I'm I'm just so Good enthralled you, by it. Man. Like I love I love watching fights. I don't you're, know what the fuck important. it is. <laughs> you're an important piece of it because without you she's like you know why would they even have them there exactly they got 15 prelim fights and half of them are from fucking wherever the hell they're fighting at that's, yeah, that's basically funny. how bellator builds out yeah, their I cards do. um so you like wonder boy you like machida yeah. uh one thing that we we're talking about on the way here is like you, you believe a lot of fighters aren't able to hang with your cardio with your pace and pressure that you put on yeah. so do you like watching guys like colby covington and kamar usman kind of implement a game colby because they have ridic, they are money trains for me. Like I bet yeah. on them all the fucking yeah. time. Kamaru Usman, Colby Compton, just just with their style and pace. Like they don't have the most technical striking, but the fact that they're able to push the pace and stay in people's faces. Yeah, 
breaks their opponents, and like, then they mix in the wrestling when it's able to. You're seeing what happened to, like, you know, Robbie. I don't think that's him, but whatever. Yeah, he's but, there. Okay, <laughs> Andrews oh, and Robbie. Robbie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, what, you see what happened to him. It was crazy. It was just, like, he had no answer for Col- it. Like, he couldn't do shit against Colby. 500 punches? Yeah. Like, what do you do against yeah. that? And it just yeah. doesn't slow down. Nope. For 25 minutes straight. It's so impressive. Like, the wrestler mindset and the wrestler grind, it translates so well to MMA. Yeah. Yeah, like if I wish we had that in high school as well. Like if I had, you know, a good like striking karate school and like just a little bit of wrestling in high school, man, I'd be fucking next level murdering. Like like you don't need the most technical striking, no. but you just need the the ability to trust yourself and in, in getting in your opponent's face and knowing that they're gonna be uncomfortable yeah. and knowing that all they really have is like a a one big shot that they're on their back foot, which yeah. they probably won't generate the most power from either way. So just as long as you're able to get out of that yeah. and then mixing your wrestling and get these guys down. Yeah, it's problems. It's trouble. I don't see anybody dethroning Kamaru. I'm being completely honest. Is there anybody that you can think about in the welterweight division Kobe that can take it? Kobe was close, but it's going to be. They are one and two, and number three is like down here. I'm being honest. There's there's no welterweights. Leon I Edwards, know. I don't think he's going to have any any success with him. Tyron Woodley, he's he doesn't have the pace that I've these never, guys are able. Like, I haven't seen Leon fight anybody who's like has a strong wrestling base. Uh, I'm trying to think. I agree. Yeah, yeah no, so, I think you're like, right. I, I don't know how he would deal with it, mm-hmm. but if, if he can, which most likely he can't because he's British, <laughs> and I don't know a lot of British wrestlers. No, sorry. not many. <laughs> but, you know, like... Yeah, there's nobody on his on his record that you can say was a Gun- legit... Gunner's a so he, His guy. only loss, <laughs> fucking Kamar Usman. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, they fought way back in 2015. He lost Ooh. to Claudio Silva, who's also a, mainly a jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, nobody oh, like... good, though. He's a great striker, and I was kind of surprised that he continuously tried to take uh, Gunnar Nelson down. I'm not sure yeah. if you remember that fight, but I did I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody was like, "Yo, he's gonna." He's I gonna watched go it because Gunnar's a karate guy. And I, I love Gunnar. I yeah. love Gunnar. Like yeah. since he came into the UFC, I'm like, "Yo, I'm all on this guy." <sighs> I know. And then he, he just kept he, dropping the ball. Yeah, I know. He's been having a bit of a shit go at it. Lately. <laughs> I was at the I was at the Maya fight. That oh, was the really? Aldo McGregor fight. Fuck yeah, that was sick. Yeah, but then yeah, you beat Tumanov, you beat Joe Ben, then he lost to Ponzinibbio. That was a tough one too. I'm not yeah. sure if you remember that. Burns um, is good though. Yeah, Gilbert Burns is legit. Yeah. He's fighting uh, fucking Damian Maya next. Oh, oh he's, he's, he's seeing him again. That'd yeah. Cool. That, that'd be a good fight. Um, the, the one main thing that's that's had a lot of controversy, at least in February, is scoring. John Jones, Dominic Reyes, kind of being the main thing there. I had Reyes. So let's let's start with that. You had Reyes winning that fight. I had Reyes, yeah. Do you recall which rounds you gave him? Well, I gave him uh, one and two. Okay. And then like, or yeah, no, I gave him one and two, and then uh, three was like pretty even. The mm-hmm. only up that Jones had on him was that that very short stint of being like, he didn't even take him down. I don't know. No. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. a lot of people were kind of trying to attribute Jones's win to his consistent forward movement. Yeah. And he's throwing a lot of kicks out there. Yeah. But I felt like Reyes was throwing a lot of the heavier punches. Yep. You know, adding the more damage at that point, right? I think it was really just a matter of like Jones not like just his poker face was so perfect for that entire fight. Yeah. So it just made the punches look like they weren't as significant. And I'm trying to imagine myself as like a like a ringside judge looking up into it. And she's like, yeah, he's getting his head hit back and like he's getting touched up. But he wasn't like the the strike differential wasn't insane. Mm. You know, like it was fairly close and he was on the back foot the whole time. But if you're going to go round to round, and not the entire fight like i don't see how you couldn't give it to reyes and i think that's the consensus of pretty much everybody that like has any like true 
you know, following it. And the fact that it was a unanimous, that not even one judge side for Reyes is kind of criminal. I think so, yeah. yeah. Right? So you had Reyes as well? I had Reyes as well, one, two, and three. I thought the closest round was number two. On upon rewatching it, uh, but I still give it to Reyes. Yeah, I don't you know, know what I mean, I only watched it the one time, but like when I was originally watching it, it I remember I was sitting there. I'm like, it could go either way mm-hmm. because I I think just watching those second two rounds, I was just like, fuck, how was the how was the start of the fight again? But I, I, four and five were easy, Jones. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's but what that, that about like it. skewed my whole perception of the fight. I'm like, what happened at the start? Like, was yeah. it? Like what did that? How did that third round look? Like Reyes mm-hmm. was on the back foot for most of it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Like it, I, I, it just annoys me the way that like I feel like judges look at wrestling because like Jones shot like he was like one in five, one in six on takedowns. It's just like why? Like what is the what's the value of stopping a takedown? You know, preventing somebody to take you down. It, it, I feel like they don't. They don't like really look at the benefit of that. It's just like, oh, you just failed. You failed again. You failed again. Oh, but you got that one. Mm-hmm. You got that one. You got on top of him for like two seconds. See, that's the thing. So they say effective grappling. Effective grappling to me and you should be okay. I took you down and I landed some good shots or I had a submission attempt. Yeah, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, there has to be some sort of like progression in the position. There's no punches, nothing. Dominic yeah. is right back to his feet. He flew up. I couldn't believe that guy though. Like, like he showed the fuck up. Yeah, like, <laughs> he showed the fuck up. How long he was just like keeping that pace on. You yeah. could tell he was slowing down. Oh, for fuck. sure. He was putting it out there, and he yeah. was throwing so much energy behind sure. everything he was doing. I was very was impressed. Like, that guy's him. like a super athlete, right? Mm-hmm. He, was, he was in the NFL. Uh, no, he no, he had a cup of coffee on their preseason team or something. Okay, yeah. Never yeah. made it to to the full way. You didn't get drafted or anything like that. Yeah, nonetheless, yeah. like you could see his athletic background come through, and like it was. I don't know. I was so impressed. So where I was trying yeah. to take this conversation is, yeah. what are your thoughts on open scoring? Open scoring, like for the entire fight? Like you just score it as a whole? No, no, no. So like after each round, they tell you who won that round. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. I don't see why not. So so the, there's two not. things that come into my mind. Yeah. Uh, or actually three things. The first being how the coaches would be able to keep it together if they the judges scored the round incorrectly. Like if your guy if you actually went out there and won that round, but the judges said, okay, fucking butt fuck face won this round, mm-hmm. how are you how are your coaches gonna be like, hey, what the fuck do you mean? My guy you know won that round easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still have another 30 seconds to give you advice on round two, whichever mm-hmm. is the next round. There's that there's the second part, which is third round. If somebody knows that they're up to nothing, they can just ride out the round. They can try to cruise it and know, okay, I'm up to nothing already. Even if I lose this round, I'm going to win the decision. Mm-hmm. And then lastly is the guy that's down two rounds. Yeah. Goes out there and goes balls to the one, tries to win that third round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either a 10-8 or get a finish. Yeah. So there's a different ways of looking about open scoring. I'm not sure if it really answers the question in terms of the legitimacy of whether these judges are getting the rounds correct. Well, I think it's not necessarily that they need to change the system of judging, but they need to change the system of the judges. Right? Like, who are the judges? Are they lifelong martial artists? Do they appreciate, like, martial, like MMA mm-hmm. as a martial art? Or are they just a boxing judge? Are they There's so judge? much of that, you eh? You know, like, it's just, that's, I think that's truly the issue. because they My issue, I think the know. main issue is, they shouldn't be ringside. They should be in a fucking room, no sound, nothing, just watch the fights. You dumb. get the best angle. 
through the camera. Yeah. That's the best angle. Because if you're on the other fucking side of the cage and you're hitting this guy, but I can't see it because the post yeah. is in the way or or the ref's yeah. in the way, yeah. that's going to skew it. You know what? Like with uh, Felder and Hooker, you know, watching that fight, I think that Felder had it like by hairs. I think that he had it. I thought Felder won yeah. that too. But nonetheless, you, you're the judge, you're cage side. Every time Hooker lands a punch, you hear, wow. <gasps> Yep. Every yep. time Felder here lands a punch, you, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, the one Felder fan in yeah. the crowd. <laughs> you know, like, like that plays yeah. on like the psychology of it. So, Absolutely. You know, it's impossible. And not to mention they're all local mm -hmm. judges. So it's just like the bias is going to be present. So For sure. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's a, hiring the judges kind of issue training the judges i don't know it's it's something around that because the commission has all the control over that exactly they should yeah and not the promotion but nonetheless yeah. the promotion should be able to say like how are we going to collaborate and make this as good as possible mm -hmm. right I, I truly think that the, the the it would be fixed if they did just sit in a random room with no sound yeah. and watch it through the camera because once i rewatched that felder fight in hooker I saw that Felder was actually landing a lot better in the second and third rounds. I, I'm trying so to remember which ones. Worse too. And and that's the thing. Superficially, yeah. he didn't look like he won the fight. And that that plays a factor too, right? But like, but like was, Nick Diaz, Vandalese, of all these guys, they just have someone's scar tissue. Whenever yeah. they get hit, they're gonna fucking open up, and it just I makes know. it look and worse. He's like worse. literally the whitest human being. On the <laughs> yeah, exactly. So every punch at Lance is just like that's a red mark. That's a red <laughs> yeah, mark. Exactly. You know, it's so fucking true. It's just like that's why Kamara wasn't looking so bad. <laughs> Yeah, Colby. Yeah. You know, he, he got so you can bruises. barely even see if they fucking bleed. I it's know. so true. Uh, it makes a difference. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's some funny shit with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to say. Oh, yeah. I saw on Facebook, I don't know, a bunch of people commenting about the last BTC about like, I don't know, some controversy around Adam. Adam oh, yeah. Oh, oh I scored. I, I think I told you about that. I, th I had Cody Fister beating Adam Asenza. Yeah, I, I think he got a hometown decision there. Yeah, that's what it was. I felt bad yeah. saying it, but I even uh, I messaged the, the matchmaker. I had him in here as well, and I told him my thoughts. Yeah. I'm not going to say what he said in return, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I saw a bunch of people commenting. Yeah. Like, oh, just that Canadian... For sure. I feel I bad for like, Fisher, oh, dude. The guy's coming curious. from wherever the fuck he's training yeah. to, to come up here and get screwed by a, a bad decision, at least in my opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. I would watch it again once they put the fight back on, but I think it came down to round three. It was 1-1 one, one going into the third round. Yeah, but. yeah. That's, that's what I read, and... and he was like wrestling him and holding him down kind of thing. Fister or, was like wrestle fucking him in third yeah. round. Uh, whenever it was on the feet, Asenza had the better of the exchanges, mm. but it was more so based in the grappling. And I think that's where Cody Fister won. Mm. And then the end of the round, uh, Fister has his, had his back, but like his head was like right by his ass. So it was kind of like in a weird position. And then Adam Asenza was just continuously hitting him like this. It wasn't really landing hard or even clean, yeah. but I think the action of that maybe left a, an impression on the judges to be like, oh, look, he was more active. Yeah, it makes sense. Ugh, I, I hate that. Yeah. I hate bad judging, especially if it comes down to you getting half your pay or your full pay. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're, you're how did your, I'm not asking how much you made, but like yeah. with your first pro fight, was it a, a base pay or was it win and no, show? It, it was win and show. It was, Fuck, uh, that's it was I don't like and you that. know what's funny on top of that? It was um like I, I don't yeah, there's nothing on the contrary I couldn't say, but it was like it was four hundred, six hundred. So four hundred show? Yeah. Six hundred win. Yeah. Well Fuck out of here, dude. I would get I would get an additional six hundred if I won. 
Yeah, but yeah. still. It's funny, right? It should have been the other way around, if anything. 600 show, 400 win. But in my opinion, it should just be flat. Yeah. Give these guys flat rates. That's I what know. Bellator is doing now. I know, I know. You know what? I'm for that as well. And I was going to say, you know, like, I wish I had the kind of the balls to kind of stand up for myself in that situation. But I wanted to, like, say, like, can we just, like, you know, like, you have this much money to dedicate to this fight. Can me and him just split it? Uh-huh. You know, he's putting in the same work. Like, if yeah. you if you want to dedicate, you know... A, a two grand whatever how much it is whatever if you want to dedicate that much f- money to that fight like why don't we just just split it grand, grand. he put in the same amount of work and if you want to award a bonus you know that's different but don't put it in the contract that's just like mm-hmm. you better fucking win bet on yourself <laughs> motherfucker yeah I, I don't like that approach because it, it it makes these guys i feel like if you have a base pay you're going to go out there and fight to entertain yeah. and to to, to to get a victory but not really try to go out on points yeah. Per se, right? That's what the UFC obviously wants, which is why they have the win bonus there. Yeah. You want to go out there. I guess you can go out there and grind fights out. You can have a Ben Askren type fight and yeah. and grapple fuck your opponent and get double your pay. But yeah. it, that's why I think Bellator is so sexy to these people now, like Bader mm-hmm. and and Machida and Musasi. Yeah. They're going out there again, four hundred flat, four hundred k flat. Yeah. You don't have to worry about going out there and trying to win another 150K, no. whatever the fuck it is. Alistair Overeem's out here making $800,000 just to show. Crazy. And then $125,000 to win. Doesn't mean shit to him. No. But then you're talking about guys that are making like 20 and 20, 10 and 10. 10 and 10. Right? 5 and 5. Bro, <laughs> even uh, even the local scene now. There, there's uh, When I was working in it, people were essentially paying us to fight on our promotion. Yep. Because they want to get the experience. Which is why, again, I told you, you're fucking lucky that you're coming in the time that you are now because there's BTC, there's PFC, um, Z Promotions is actually coming down here as well. I'm not sure if you know about them. They're ma- mainly Alberta, but they get like, they have money behind them. So they have like the Joe Riggs. They have okay. like the, the actual guys coming out there and oh, fighting. Yeah, Joe, Joe Riggs is in Montana. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> he just opened up a gym in, I think, Butte. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think you're going to be fighting out there more often? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like it out there. I've got good connections out there. I can easily make more money down there than I can make here. Interesting. Yeah, easily. So you have no uh, real desire to really fight for like BTC or PFC or anything like that? <sighs> the, the value of growing in the American scene is a little bit more than Canadian for the time being. I agree. But, but I, you know, I was already looking at getting my medicals done so I can fight in Ontario, but there's even so much bullshit with that. Tell me about and, it. <laughs> and it, it. It's pretty frustrating. And just, you know, like out of bitterness for that, I didn't even want to like go through with it. Just Montana's just kind of like, yeah, here? <laughs> I'm here. It's like, cool. You can fight. <laughs> do, you, do you pay for your flight out there or they fly you up? They flew me out. That's even better. If they're willing we to cover family, your family, we got places to stay. Yeah. You know, like selling tables is easy. Getting sponsors is like that. Try to get sponsors in Ontario from like oh, no. local businesses. Impossible. Not going to happen. No, impossible. No, no. Unless they're family and friend, it's impossible. Yeah. But in Montana, I had Great American Bagel. <laughs> fucking hell of a spot john shout out yeah john you're the man john smith and and he hooked me up with a a few different sponsors um shane berkman of berkman jewelers nice and uh uh, did you get a nice pinky ring out of it yeah (laughs) and and a local laundromat and they they each gave me 200 bucks damn that's a fucking steal for somebody making their pro debut and, or or whatever and, the and fuck it, it was. You know what was cool about it as well? It's just like, yes, I promoted them. I put their names out there as best as I could locally. And uh, 
but the main the main reason they did it is out of philanthropy. They just want to oh. support people who are trying to do things for themselves. They need sometimes need a little bit of help doing it. Yeah, and that's that's really like one of the reasons I love America because they're so and in like states like Montana, they're so it's so ingrained in them to support the community. It's very prideful. It seems like from what you're saying, very prideful yeah. and. Uh, like if you're willing to rep them and you know maybe hold some of the values they hold which i i really do mm-hmm. it's just like they're going to support you and they they did like just at it like i didn't sign anything with them i just seen them afterwards and they're like here's 200 bucks great job <laughs> good fight i'm like thank you thank you and, but like i don't know stuff like that it really makes me fall in love with the state and kind of gives me uh, more context for like what the greater culture of the area is mm-hmm. and you know like when i'm when i finish my fight you know i tell them right away i'm like i fucking love you guys nice like you it's wow. good that you have a, that relationship with them yeah it's right? cool it's really uh, cool do, do you see yourself eventually moving down there like you seem very connected to it for sure yeah, yeah I interesting live in the states like uh colorado would be dope because it's like kind of the same feeling as montana from what i gather mm-hmm. but just a little bit bigger you know there's a little bit yeah. more going on there like it's how like, big is billings billings are like a size of barry so like about 150 120,000 people Damn. around there yeah and that's like including the greater area yeah yeah, you yeah, know, yeah it's yeah. like that's the biggest city in the entire state and it's a big fucking is state. it yeah like even bigger than uh Debu- what's uh what's the other one in montana there's helena there's butte there's missoula 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 montana what am i thinking about there's another one. There's another big city, isn't there, in Montana? That's the biggest one. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Helena's their capital. Okay. And that's not that big. It's like maybe half the size of Billings from what I gather. Okay. Yeah, maybe even a little less. Okay. But uh, yeah. And then like the surrounding states, like you got Idaho, you got Wyoming, you got the Dakotas. <laughs> so it's just like that area is yeah. like so, I don't know, it's very unique, like in their, they're their uniquely American for sure. And it like seems like they're farming states it. almost. I'm not sure what their fucking, their, their yeah, yeah, industries a, are, but yeah. like it seems like the Alberta and Saskatchewan of one of yeah. the United States. Not not necessarily, I would say like more like uh, natural gas and like that okay. kind of stuff and like minerals and whatnot. I think that's kind of what they, like they're around. But you know, it's funny, like when Yazzie had to, uh, uh, you know, get her PR done and everything for when she was coming to Canada. She had to see a very specific doctor mm-hmm. that like is affiliated with the Canadian government. And the closest one was in Colorado. So it was like Montana was in the, and this is kind of like a tribute to like what that part of the country is like, but it was in this dead zone where it's Montana and then all of the states surrounding it didn't have this doctor and was the only part in the u.s that was like that so she had to pass through another yeah, state to, just get, to, to get to that doctor so did she I, drive down there yeah they had to drive how, how long of a drive is that I think like, it's like yeah, maybe nine hours damn. to get to it's a bit denver. of a drive yeah so but they have friends in denver so it's yeah like a big deal but yeah denver was the closest this is not close <laughs> bro just, just yeah. montana just seems so just random as fuck you know I mean, like, like, like my girls from Saskatchewan. So even like going out there, it was just like, I never thought I would find myself in fucking Saskatchewan. You're telling me, Montana is probably even more obscure. If my I was was down there for four months, like, yeah, living it as an illegal immigrant myself, (laughs) as an alien, you know, like kind of doing our thing while we were like planning to get married, you know, yeah, like fucking gardening and shit. Did you guys get married down there or up here? Nice. Yeah, I think I saw a couple of the pictures that they had in the documentary, and it all of those were from down there. Yeah. 
It looks fucking beautiful. Oh, my God. Just mountains everywhere and shit. Uh, Red Lodge, Montana is like one of the prettiest yeah. places on the planet. Damn. And then when we had our uh, our, our honeymoon, was called uh, this place called East Rosebud, <laughs> which, again, it was like a tiny little lake in the middle of the mountains, like oh, giant damn. mountains on either side. And like, it's such a secluded area of the country that yeah. you're not even allowed to sell land that you own there. Oh, wow. You can't sell or buy anything there. It's just so, passed down through family or something yeah. like that? Damn. So like we That's were lucky legit. enough to like get in on this guy's cottage. And, yeah. And wow, it was like, damn. That that's kind of how I feel a little bit about Saskatchewan. Whenever I do visit my girls' like place, like I love the isolation and the yeah. seclusion of it. Like it's just away from fucking everything. You can see the stars. You can like, there's no light pollution or anything like that. You can see fucking fireworks from like twenty kilometers down the yeah, road and shit. Flat as fuck. Flat as fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you. But I, I really enjoyed it yeah, out there. I've like, never been to any Western Canada. No, no. I've like I've been all over the East and like to Montana is like the furthest West I've been. <laughs> Jeez. <but. laughs> Uh, have you been to any UFC events? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Toronto ones. Uh, UFC Ottawa. That was the the first one I went. To, or no, no, that wasn't the first one. The first one I went to was uh, in Toronto, and it was uh, Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. No, actually, my dad got fake tickets when we went to. Oh, that one. Uh, Anthony Pettis. Yeah, Pettis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we were supposed to go to that one. Yeah, we we're supposed to go to, uh, <laughs> the, to Ortega the Ortega one. one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was fake tickets. Ah, we got kicked out and lost a bunch of money. But Ouch. Okay. Yeah. So was it through Kijiji or some shit? It was a scalper. Oh, yeah. motherfucker. I know. It's a bitch. But we still got in. And yeah, yeah. Apparently, we just didn't have a seat. Uh, the other guy was like, oh, that's like my seat. And we're like, what? what? Yeah. Like, obviously, it has to be. But then I'm like, did you sell <laughs> like, a copy of your ticket to yeah. that guy? And I don't know. It kind of came to me afterwards. I'm like, I wish I could. So you guys have to go to a bar or something afterwards and watch the rest yeah, of the fights? Yeah, we went home. I just went home. I was like so oh, frustrated. I would have been my dad pissed, dude. Just, I would have been so pissed. Fuck anymore. Wow. He was Jeez. just so over it. Yeah. I, I love going to UFC fans. The only thing I don't so like about fun. it is the, the casual fans that you always sit around and the bullshit that you hear. Nothing infuriates me more than hearing a casual person talk about MMA, especially at an MMA event. So I just try to keep my mouth shut yeah. and just fucking watch the fights. There was guys behind us at the Cubs, like when we were watching Cub versus a, uh, a Doho Troy. Troy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Behind us who were like, what the fuck's this? Like at certain points of the fight. I'm like, are you... This is the greatest fight of the year. Yeah, it was like <laughs> one of the. the it, was it fight? No, of the I, year? I'm pretty certain it was fight of the year. Uh, on some, I know it was on like some of like uh, like the uh, whatever you call it, the awards. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like they were saying some stupid shit. Like they're going. I don't know. They were saying like Ching. They're racist too. Just saying like Ching Chong about. Jeez. Like, I don't know. But the guy's like, Korean. I know. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. No, I, I I love the the atmosphere of it. Like, I don't it's need so fucking legit fun. tickets. I just no. like, I'll watch on the fucking big screen. I don't yeah. give a shit. And I just like being in the arena. Yeah. It's sick. There's there's nothing like it. I know. Any, it, any sporting event that I've ever been to, there's nothing close to actually seeing two guys fucking fist fight in front of everybody. It's pretty fucking, and when it's a good fight too, seeing people go off, that yeah. shit is awesome. Like, uh, in, at the Ottawa fight, like, it was uh, Rory versus one, or... Yeah, Rory versus Wonder Me, Boy. me and Ken were there too. Yeah. Oh, you were? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. went to that one too. Kind of a boring fight. It was whatever because they had yeah. Elias against Sam Alvey as the co main, I think it was. Yeah, and that wasn't great either. Elias actually trained out of our gym too, by the way, in Grants. Yeah. But interesting striking concept that he has. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He moves. <laughs> 
and that's it. <laughs> but I love like, Elias. If you, I doubt you're going to see this, but I fucking love you. No, I, I've heard a bunch I, of shit with him. No, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm sure I'll see him around too. But yeah. Like, nonetheless, like if, if it's winning, like you know, you can't really judge it. And, it's so shitty how they did it, how they did him though. Yeah. One loss to Brunson, who's like a top ten guy. Yeah. Like Sayonara. It's because of that style. I think you can't. You yeah. can only really attribute it to that, which sucks because it is what it is, right? Yeah. But yeah, um, there was the fight Bose versus that other guy. He was like a local Quebec guy who was like an ex-hockey player who it was Ooh. like a crazy scrap. Uh, it was Sean O'Connell. Yeah, versus, versus uh, uh, Stephen Bosse. Steve, yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Bosa, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he, uh, and then he uh, retired. I'm pretty sure after that. Yeah, that was a fight of the night. I'm that pretty certain. Crazy. That was an insane fucking yeah, fight. That saved that the insane. whole night. So yeah, all those other two fights. Yeah, yeah. But that one, like, oh fuck. And yeah. Joanne and uh, uh, JoJo. She fought uh, Letourneau that night. Yeah. Valerie Letourneau, yeah. She's yeah. one of my favorites, She, like, tit kicked her or something. And then, like, oh. <laughs> and then she turned around. Yeah, and then just fucking started hitting yeah. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a whatever card, in my opinion. Like, it was, it was, it was decent. It was. Uh, I think the best card I've ever been to, UFC 121, Cain Velasquez versus uh, Brock Lesnar. That was a fucking sick event Crazy. because everybody thought we were Mexican. Yeah, okay, and this cool. was in Anaheim, California. Right on. What else was <laughs> so, on that card? Um, what the fuck else was on that? That was a that was a decent. Jake Shields, I think, made his uh, debut that uh, that card as well because uh, I, I met Nick Diaz in the in the stands yeah, oh, and took a picture no with him. That was fucking weird as hell. Uh, UFC one twenty one. Weird in person. Uh, I just asked him for a picture and he's like, all right, and puts his fist up and then just starts walking over. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, Jake Shields against Martin Kamen, Diego Sanchez against Paulo Tiago, Matt Hamill against Tito Ortiz, Brendan Schaub against Gabriel Gonzaga. I remember that one. Uh, Sam Stout, Hands of Stone. That's a fucking legend. Uh, against Paul Taylor, Chris Camozzi against Donkey Yang, and John Madsen against Gilbert Ivo. Decent card, but but that I remember for sure. The Cain Velasquez versus Brock. That yeah. was that was a crazy fucking yeah, fight. Of course you did. That was that was so fucking fun. Um, that was probably the best card I've been to. 194 was not that bad with Connor and Aldo. Yeah. That was a fucking sick card to go to just because the whole fight week, they had three events. So you went to two out of three of the events. Well, the other one that we went to was Paige Van Zandt against Rose Nama Yunus. Elias fought that card against Tiago Santos and lost, but oh. I think that was his first ever loss. Um, I, I love traveling to these fucking events. Like we used yeah. to go to Chicago all the time. We went for like, well, what cards? Uh, Holly Holm against Valentin Shevchenko. We went to that card. Yeah. Phil Davis against Rashad Evans. We went to that card. Wow. Uh, we went to New Jersey. I saw fucking uh, John Jones, Merrick Shogun for the yeah. title. That was fucking sick. Um, yeah, Just we, in the US? You go anywhere like else for him? Nah. Like anything that's within 10 hours driving distance. Yeah. But the, the, the 121 card, like this one in Anaheim, it was actually my birthday weekend. Oh. So my, my boy and my brother bought us tickets and flights and all that shit. Sick. Went out for the weekend and came back. That's a good time. Dude, the Jones and Shogun card, we drove out there the morning of the fight, watched the event, and then drove right back. Didn't even stay. Wow. <laughs> Thankfully, there was three of us, so we like switched driving and shit. These are animals. I know, we'll dude. We were like balls that. deep into it. Is that it. before Airbnb? Like what? Probably. I'm okay. pretty certain. I think that was like the second ever event that we went to because we went to Machida Shogun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, First ever one in uh, Montreal. That was fucking fun. Sick. 
I, do you have any plans on like going to UFC events or anything like that? Like uh, nothing like that, you know. Like no. I, I don't have like a ton of like liquid cash right now. I, that's true. That's another thing. I'm so. fucking trying to pay for a wedding. You know, I told I told Kevin I, I want to go to Khabib and Ferguson so bad. Like I want to go to that card so yeah, bad because yeah, yeah. it's in Brooklyn. Yeah, she was telling me. Yeah, I want to go so fucking bad. Like that's that's a fight for the ages in terms of like two lightweights that are at the top of their game. Tony Ferguson on a 13 fight winning streak, Khabib Nurmagomedov completely undefeated, 28 and or some shit like that. It doesn't get better than that. And I think this is the toughest test for for Khabib. Oh, of of course. It It has to be. Because, like, how do you prepare for that guy? How do you prepare for him? You can't. And and he's so like dynamic and he's all over the place. And you can never his cardio. He's cardio. You too. can't trust him in any position. Like he's never complacent. It's nope. just always fucking go, go, go. And then always you're gonna scrambling. get cut. And then you're gonna get cut. Yep. And then you're gonna bleed. Yep. And you're bleeding. And now you gotta deal with that. Yeah. And he's just like <sighs> When's the last time you remember could be being cut? Never. No, yeah. I can't think good. of any fight that he's ever yeah. been cut in. Yeah. He's gonna get cut here. If he doesn't get cut, I'd be so surprised. And that's only if he's like so connected to him. But he's I feel like he's like, you know, he's got like that muskrat thing going for him. It's like mm-hmm. trying to hold him down. It's like an eel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hard for me to see how Khabib is actually able to implement his ground and pound against a guy that is as squirmy as Tony I Ferguson. Know. I don't know. Like right? he's just gonna like Iminari roll out and just fucking who I knows? Think I'm, I'm throwing a wild hit him with it. <laughs> I'm throwing a wild prediction out there, but I think that it might end in some sort of like Dar's choke, Anaconda choke. Like Ferguson has this weird way of just like snatching those chokes up, yeah. dude. It's insane. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and Khabib was close with uh, Poirier. That, yeah, the that guillotine. guillotine. That was close. So like, exactly. He almost got caught in a guillotine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not a lot of the, guys get caught. The funny, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The funniest thing is everybody's always saying, oh, you think Ferguson's going to be Khabib? Look at this fight against him against Kevin Lee yeah. when Kevin Lee actually got full mount on him. I'm like, but he still ended up going on to win that fight. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then we can show the same thing with Khabib almost getting guillotined by fucking Dustin Poirier. Yeah. yeah, he got out of it and still won the fight. But if you get in that position with Tony Ferguson, yeah. you're probably getting fucked. I don't know. And he's just not going to slow down either. Fuck, that's going to be a good fight. I'm excited. Insane. And then like it's uh, uh, Joanna and, and Zhang, right? That's this weekend. Oh, that's this weekend. Yeah. Right, right, right. But but I, let's talk about that. Izzy versus you all and Zhang against J- yeah, JJ. Yeah, Do you yeah. have any leans either way? Uh, well, I don't know if like Zhang's gonna get it to be honest with you I like I, I love Joanna as well but really? I just don't think I don't know she, I don't maybe she doesn't have the power because because it's it's volume against power here yeah yeah right? exactly and you need like a, at least a little bit of power I, I don't think Zhang's gonna fall to like death by a thousand cuts you know no like she, if maybe but like you know it worked against Andrade and it's not that much sim i don't know like andrade i think that like zhang is a little bit more technical she's fast like andrade is just fucking yeah. vandalay silva style just yeah. winging hooks right whereas zhang we saw in their fight against andrade right just, yeah. just pinpoint shots right down the middle yeah, and then running her down dude like one of the craziest finishing sequences i've ever seen yeah was that the, one the way she sprinted across across the field <laughs> like but still <laughs> throwing at the end of her range yeah and then mixing like, in knees fucking yeah. like kneeing her to shit that was insane yeah, she was not gonna lose in china <laughs> no exactly it was so weird how that happened right andrade wins in brazil yeah. over a rose and now fucking uh, zhang wins in china against uh, andrade yeah, yeah i don't know like who do you got I, i'm not gonna like my main thing is betting i'm not sure if you kendall has told I, i've you seen about i've seen a little bit okay Twitter, yeah. perfect so uh it's gonna be a no bet for me considering the odds right now which is like close to minus 200 for zhang mm-hmm. i think zhang's gonna win i'm not 
I don't think she's deserving of a minus 200 though. Mm. Like I think that Joanna has a really good chance of winning this fight with her volume and output. Yeah. But it's hard for me to see she's Joanna not getting caught too. in those 25 minutes. We saw Rose put her out. Zhang packs a lot more power than Rose, in my yeah, opinion. She does. It could she be does. like the timing and precision of it and everything in terms of how Rose finished Joanna. Yeah. But you're telling me you're giving me 25 minutes with Zhang possibly landing on Joanna because yeah. she's going to have to get in and out, get her combinations off. It's going to be tough. Do you see that uh, the, the clip of Zhang working with uh, Sanchai? Uh, no. Like the Thai guy? Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know okay. Sanchai. Yeah. He's a fucking beast. Yeah. But I like, have, like, you should look up that clip because yeah. it's, it's really cool. Was it pad, like doing pad work no, or stuff? Or just sparring? Like, they're like, you know, like, you know how Thais spar? Like, yeah, they're yeah, very yeah. light, they're playful. Yeah. But yeah. like, the way she was like moving with him, you're like, okay, you know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it was really cool. She's got such yeah. a strong, like, like kicks off of her front leg. Oh, for sure. So yeah, like yeah. her teeps, her snap, like her snaps around the side, like everything it was like, whoa, okay, wow. She's a problem. Yeah. She's, the, she's these girls out of China are probably uh, Yan Xiaonan. I'm not I sure. I just watched that, yeah. She's a beast too. She was my lock of the night play this past event against oh, fucking Karolina Kovakovic. I had a little bit of, she did to her. I had a little bit of money on her winning inside the distance as well too. I thought yeah. she was going to finish Carolina. And that, you could make an argument. They could have stopped that fight too. Oh, easily. Right? Oh she was getting was fucking marked up. fucking sidekick to the face. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Dude, imagine Psychos. her against Zhang. That would be a fucking fight. It would be a fight. Same division. She gotta work up though. She gotta work up. Yeah, she she still has a little like yeah. Carolina was like her first name that she got on her yeah. about, so good for her. Yeah. But it's only up from now. Carolina looks scared. She, she's just not the same. She got hit one time and yeah. she's like, wait a minute. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, what weight class are we in again? Like, <laughs> Bro, she almost broke my heart with that post fight video. I'm not sure if you saw where she had like the her eye fucking yeah. patched up and shit. She yeah. was, this is the first fight where I don't feel okay. I'm like, oh, Jan murked you. Oh, I love Carolina. Like yeah. she, she's one of my favorite fighters, but like she's never evolving. Yeah. That's that's the one thing. And and you're one of those fighters actually that are getting into this as MMA. You're like you're like the new, like I'm not comparing you yeah, to Rory McDonald, yeah. but like you're you're starting off MMA. You're yeah. not starting off fucking yeah. just jujitsu or just wrestling or just yeah, boxing, yeah, yeah. right? So you have the benefit of going in fucking fresh slate with all your martial arts. Yeah, it's, it's so true, right? Yeah, yeah. Like every fight's like a different like chance to grow in a different way, mm-hmm. depending on who I'm fighting. Because like I do a lot of game planning as well. Interesting. You know, like well, what goes on. into that though? Like I'm always interested. Well, in terms watching of, footage and then okay. watching how they win at what point in the fight they win at what point in the fight they're losing okay you know like uh, analyzing that kind of stuff you know like what what they even just look like how they're like the pace that they're keeping the build that they have i don't know all that kind of stuff like plays in my head and are you watching it with coaches or solo uh i watch it alone and then like we kind of collaborate okay you know, on our own time and kind of just like kind of iron out things mm-hmm. but like I, I i'll go out of my way to find as much footage as i can on the person even on this last guy the reason not necessarily the reason i won the fight but something that i knew that he was gonna do and he was very into like foot attacks every fight that i watched with him he went for either a heel hook or an ankle lock oh, okay and so he won wants. a fight because of one and he lost a fight because of one and mm-hmm. when he panicked he went towards it right away okay so when someone's doing something in a state of panic if they get there again when they're frantic usually they'll come back to that same thing is like people are very consistent with that kind of stuff they don't mm-hmm. evolve out out of like a panic state because it's a habit it's, it's a, a habit. reflex yeah exactly and that's what like being in a panic state is you come back to exactly what you know okay so like he uh he took me down and i kicked him off of me and i was 
booting my feet up at him. And I knew, I knew he was going to go for a heel hook or something. So, and he did. He went for a heel hook and he fell to his back. I'm like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Who goes to their back in MMA? But yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes to his back. And like, it, the heel hook was tight enough, but I, I spent, a, like, I fucking like shaved my ankles. Interesting. I did everything. I shaved my feet so they'd be slippery as fuck. You didn't have I those spent, uh, pink fucking anklets on? No, no, no. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, spent the, I spent the whole whole week Sorry. moisturizing Interesting. my okay. feet and my ankles. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it wasn't greasing, but yeah, yeah. like nonetheless, I was You're preparing. Like, they, I, like my ankles were smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Can eat fucking dinner off of it. <laughs> and he fell to his back and it slipped right out. Soon wow. like I you know, like I was sweating. And then he took too, the top position right I got after top it? position. That's where yeah. I finished him. Like, like that. So like he uh, I was I was prepared because I knew he was gonna and we spent a lot of time like thinking about like the best way to move when somebody starts attacking your foot. You fuck that up, you go the other way, you're fucked. Yeah. So a small example of that in yeah. terms of like a fighter going back to the reflex is uh Masvidal against Askren. You know, I mean, Masvidal did that small, like, okay, I'm going to walk a little bit to close the distance and then I'm going to run at him and he's going to go to his instinct, which is to try to take me down, flying knee, knockout of the year. Yep. Right? Like, That's how it goes. It's, it's crazy how fighters are just able to revert to that. For you, I'm interested in terms of what you would, like, I'm not trying to give you a game plan out there or anything like that, but I'm interested as to an MMA fighter that started from scratch with MMA, what you would revert to in moments of panic. Have uh, you been in a moment moment of panic where you've... When I'm in a moment of panic, the only thing I can focus on is getting out of it. Okay. Yeah. So whatever soon, position it may soon be. Soon as I'm in panic, right, I come back to my breathing. If I notice for a second I feel scared or nervous, then like it, in my mind that triggers me to start slowing down. Yeah. And thinking about my breathing again. That's yeah, a even when I'm getting it. hit. Like, like he was cutting me up, right? I had the blood, you know, I could, and, and you know, the thing about the blood, like people don't realize how much it I love, smells. sorry, sorry, before you continue, but yeah. the, the, your smile that you just put on when you start talking about your own blood is almost like psychotic. I don't like, know. It's yeah. just like, there's something about smelling your own blood. Interesting. Because it reeks. Yeah. It really does reek. Like, oh, there was a lot of blood, you know, like my fore, your forehead leaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my whole hair turned pink and, you yeah. know, it wasn't coming into my eyes, thankfully. Okay, luckily. But like, nonetheless, it's all I could smell. And mm -hmm. like just smelling that, I was like, "Oh fuck, I am bleeding." And he was talking to me too, and he's like, "You're bleeding." You're bleeding. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I got that." Interesting. And then uh, I don't know, just like whenever I have those moments where I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm on the bottom, I'm bleeding." He's elbowing the shit out of me. You know, I'm throwing up subs. I'm getting close, but I'm not really getting anywhere with them. I'm stuck here, mm -hmm. and he does. He feels content in my guard because he is hitting me. So like, I had to calm down. I was like it's not a time to like get more aggressive and get out. It's a time to calm down and actually think about like, what could I do differently to kind like of get, get back to center yeah. and, and work from there. So I like, I, I reverted to some of my like more traditional jujitsu that I don't really like to do in MMA, mm -hmm. uh, but I'll do in Nogi, you know, like I'll go into like, I don't know, like X guard, if you know that yeah, yeah. I'll go deep half, which is like, you're right underneath the guy. It's like, yeah. Okay, punch me in the face. Yeah. But you know, I was like, I got to try to do something differently because he's so content just sitting in my guard and he's getting like wiser with my submissions. Cause he, uh, I was getting close and I was very close to the triangle. And I was very close to the arm bar. So he's, I could sense he was nervous about like kind of moving through positions. Cause that's when it was happening. Right. He was trying to transition and I would nearly catch something. Mm -hmm. So you had very good Sambo. He had very good judo, but his jujitsu game was uh, rudimentary. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like super, uh, aggressive style but he, like he definitely had good top pressure and he was strong and he like he was good setting up his strikes and he was hitting hard too so in terms of being close i remember in your chris fight whatever the 
fucking his last name is. Yeah, uh, ending of the first round, mm-hmm. he had an RNC on you, rear mm-hmm. naked choke. How close was that? Because it felt like the, the commentators were boosting it a little bit more than it actually looked. It seemed like it was on the chin more than it was actually in. Uh, you know, the, the angle was way off with it. Like, it was kind of more on the side. Okay. But nonetheless, he was beating the fuck out of me that mm-hmm. first round, right? Like, he rushed me. He took me down right off the bat. And then he was, like, sitting in my uh, guard. He passed that. He got a half. and then he I got think at most he got half, right? I, no, I don't, he, he mounted Did he get full? On he the mounted me. Oh, he, yeah. And then you bucked right off. Just about as he was supposed to strike. You bucked. I, I bucked and I rolled. Yeah, and then yeah. that's when he took my back. But then right after that, I I turned around and I'm like, I know he won the round. I turned around and hit him on the shoulder and I was just like, is that it? And then did you say that? Yeah. Because I, I know I did notice you said something to him afterwards and you're smiling going back to your corner. Yeah, like, yeah, All right. And then I jogged back because I turned around. I looked at him and he was using so much strength oh, for to hold sure. me down. Trying he to squeeze like and shit. Squeezing as hard as he fucking could. Yeah. And I'm like. And again, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die right now. It's like, he's on top of me the entire yeah. round. I'm like, this is not fucking good. And like, Emmy, you don't have a lot of time. So no, I had three minutes. Not, there's no time. And yeah. if you're on top the entire time, it's like, there's no doubt you've won that round. Mm-hmm. And psychologically, that could probably hurt a lot of guys. But nonetheless, I, you know, like soon as it ended, and this is a testament to my cardio, I, and you know, like I was fighting that handoff. I was about to turn into him anyways. The, the choke wasn't on. The control really wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I hit him on the shoulder and I looked in his eyes and he said, ah. I'm like, you're fucking more tired than me right now. <laughs> and I was on bottom the whole time. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, is that it? And then I'm like, I'm going to jog back to my corner. So everybody knows in the, you're still good right to go now, that I'm, I'm not out. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm not slowing down yet. And I didn't. So it's, it's good that you actually pay attention to those cues. Cause that yeah. could definitely fuck with your opponent as well. Yeah. Well, buddy, when he went for that heel hook in the pro fight, when he fell on his back and I got that foot out and I looked him in the eyes, <laughs> cause like all I could see was exactly what I try to avoid. It was yeah. pure panic. Yeah, like, yeah. He yeah. was so scared. Yeah. And like all I could think, I was like, you're fucked right now. Yeah. You're so fucked. The, the, then, the Chris fight, sorry, the second round, like yeah. you're right in the fact that you don't have much time in those Ami rounds, three yeah. rounds. It seemed like a better part of that round, he was just trying to take you down. Yeah. And I was kind of scared. Like obviously I already game. knew what the result was beforehand, but like it kind of seemed like you could kind of give that round to him yeah. just based on the fact that he was the one doing the, the, the offensive stuff. Yeah, he, he was close with a lot of stuff. I don't yeah. know. I, I think- yeah, Were I you were you skeptical about it after that round in terms yeah, of- Yeah, yeah. I sat I, down and I was like, did I lose that round? And then my coach was like, yes. <laughs> okay. That's the best thing. Uh, that like, is the best okay. thing. And that's why that last round I came out like as, yeah. as hard as I could. And mm-hmm. I just, I, as much as I could strike him, I was, but he was so like clinchy, yeah. you know? and he had better wrestling than me so i, I just I, had to like out, out uh out grind him nothing pisses me off more with coaches and ufc or anything that tells their fighter you won that round unless it's like a hundred percent you were in mount the whole fucking round and all that shit yeah. unless it's dead clear that you won the round yeah. never tell your fighter you won the yeah, round seiji does not skip a beat thank god like he he's fucking awesome, but he's kind of a prick, too. you know. <laughs> but so, in a positive yeah, way, yeah, in a positive right? way, right? Yeah. Like he, he doesn't hold back with shit. Yeah. Like uh, uh, I was like, oh, like so. What, what did he like, tell he you? Lost. Yeah, he told he told you he lost right one. away. Okay. He's just like, yeah, you lost that round. Yeah. Like without skipping a beat. Perfect. Like, okay, and then he started saying stuff, and I was just like. <laughs> You know, a lot of the time, it's hard to listen in the corner. There's a lot going on. And for sure. And you're still trying to analyze for yourself what happened. Like, in your own head, you're like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, I know better than him kind of thing. Yeah. You know? But, and you're trying to focus on your breathing. Yeah. Trying yeah. to get your cardio back. That's, that's again, huge part for me. It's like coming down to breathing. So, like, I had one guy who, in the corner who the first thing he says to me is breathe, breathe, breathe. You breathe right Perfect. now. And I'm like, okay. It's a good reminder. 
Yeah. And I come back to it. Time is limited, motherfucker. You got fucking one minute. Yeah. Even when I'm doing my cardio, that's how, that's how I do it. You know, like I'll do, you know, usually five minutes or something like that, or, you know, whatever, like aggressive, like cardio. And then as soon as I finish, I see how quickly I can get my heart rate under a hundred beats and I, okay. I time it. So it's usually less than a minute. It's true. Well, well, when I do my treadmill cardio too, I like to watch fights. Mm-hmm. And like the last two minutes of the round, I'll try to fucking go a little bit harder. And then like I'll take one minute and just fucking yeah. breathe it out and yeah. then get back into the fight. Yeah, I always fan. do like five minute rounds. You like are I, a super fan. I do. Trust hilarious. me. Trust me. <laughs> like I do one fight if I'm trying to get 50 minutes of cardio in, Diego Sanchez against Gilbert Melendez. If you, you remember go. that fucking fight. Because that third round was nuts. Yeah, if you yeah. remember that fucking stop. fight. Doesn't stop. Keep going. So like if these guys are fucking doing it, I can, you know, maybe I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking keep going hard. Um, uh, we, <laughs> we we talked about Zhang and Yuana, yeah. but uh, Adesanya and Romero. How do you see that fight going? I don't see Adesanya losing. I'll Not be at all. Honest with you, I don't see him losing. Like Yoles is the man of steel. Yeah, but nonetheless, like Adesanya striking. I don't know his movement. Like he's got he's got a little bit of that kind of like not necessarily karate, but he's pretty bladed and he stays long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like traditional kickboxing or Muay Thai, no. but it's like that kind of style that like I was kind of talking about before, where it's like it's hard for somebody to be connected to him to wrestle him down. Mm-hmm. And it's possible, but he's squirmy too. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll get up and move. That's the thing about Yoel though; he doesn't really use his wrestling he can though he can but we haven't really seen it yeah like he's always going out there and knocking guys out or just hitting them with big bombs yeah that's about it the luke rockwell fight he was getting pieced up until he finally fucking got that knockout yeah right That's the main thing. I think that was the Weidman fight that you're talking about. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Weidman. Yeah, yeah. But even Luke Rockhold, yeah. when he was supposed to win the title, but he missed weight, knocked him out after getting pieced up. For, yep. I think Adesanya would be more capable of what Luke Rockhold did, but be able to avoid those big bombs that you all throws out. Yeah, us. yeah, yeah. Because he, he's got like that funny when he, like he, yeah. he, he, he has no problem leaning back, which is pretty that's, crazy. That's a little scary. It's like dicey, but he made it work. Yeah. But everybody's. Anderson caught. against Chris Weidman. That's where it doesn't work. When, when the opponent is actually moving forward with their feet and not just their hands. Yeah. You move forward with your feet, you're going to be able to land on somebody who's only fucking leaning back. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that was the downfall of fucking Anderson Silva. I watched these fights way too closely. Like, I probably it's know. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just the way. Yeah. Adesanya, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of him, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, yeah. It took me a little while to get behind him, but uh, the, the Whitaker fight really opened my eyes to him. I'm like, all right, this, this motherfucker is for real. Not when he beat Gaslam, like as that was a crazy fight. It was a crazy. That fight. That was a crazy fight. Um, like his heart, his the, his heart kind of showed yeah. in that. Like everything, like the only me, reason, that- the only reason I doubted him after that fight was strictly because he was kind of getting hurt by a welterweight. But well, Kevin Gaslam packs a lot of punch, uh, power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in too too many quesadillas and shit, but <laughs> um, he, he should definitely go back to welterweight himself. So mm-hmm. you're a one fifty five er. Yeah. Uh, like, are you keeping tabs on all the 55ers that you see or like, how does it work with you? Well, it's different. Cause like, uh, I don't know at this level, you don't really find a lot of guys. Like there's some people that have reached out to me about like fights and whatnot, but like for the time being, you know, I just want to take the right fights. Mm-hmm. So, and in the right place. So if I can get fights in the States, I'm happy with that. But you know, I, I really want to do something at home against uh how awesome would it be to have people from fucking i'm guessing your family still lives up yeah, in tottenham yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be great to have them and a whole crew come out because yeah. most of these promotions actually give you a piece of ticket sales if you sell it no i know that's yeah, the main thing yeah, right yeah, so yeah, like that, it, it would be awesome but it's just a matter of you know like the logistics of it and you know kind of 
I don't know when is the the right time after you know like I, I'm I'm getting through some things right now. Yeah, yeah. But for the time being, like I I am still looking at, at places in the states. I I don't know. Like I, I wish I could say I followed the local scene a little bit more closely. Minus the guys that I'm training with, I don't know that many yeah. of them. And you know, like I, I would have no problem fighting anybody here. There is a, a promotion in Nova Scotia because I have a lot of family oh, on the East Coast. Yeah, I really want to. They look like they have a pretty decent. They did a great job, and it's run by a guy who like ran jits tournaments as well. Yeah, I forgot his name, but yeah, that that tells me that somebody's like passionate about martial arts. Yeah, you know, it's not just like a scummy promoter. If you're running jits tournaments, it's like you're not doing that for the money. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are, but nonetheless, he seemed to run a great promotion. Whenever I was talking to him, I don't know, got me excited about it, and it looked fun. So they had Jimmy Smith commentating. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Cool. Decent name to get out there. Yeah. Uh, my man Jesse Arnett fought for them as well. I, I fucking love Jesse. That guy kind of got fucked by like exclusivity agreements. So he had a he was a champion in a TKO. Mm. And they were doing a show in Edmonton, the Valentina Shevchenko against Amanda Nunes card. Yep. <clears throat> he was supposed to step in on short notice. TKO. We're not letting you go. Mm. The fuck do you mean you're not letting me go? The reason we're fighting for TKO, the reason we're fighting for FLA, the reason we're fighting for score fighting or whoever the fuck it is, is to get to the UFC. Mm. So you're blocking my road to get to where I'm ultimately trying to get to. Sad. So what happens? They they stopped him from fighting there, goes out in his next fight and TKO gets knocked out. Loses the title, goes in against Josh Hill, gets uh, knocked out and gets finished. Now he's 0-2 in his last two fights. No 36, 35 years old, can never probably get to the UFC now and achieve those goals. That's just right that's like disappointing to hear my only my only industry. thing to you is just to say don't get locked up in exclusivity contracts <laughs> no, no, fuck that shit that's not gonna happen you right know? like I, I i don't have a manager yet but i'm like I'm talking to a couple people i don't know well, the way i look at it is is that it's my business and i don't want somebody else you don't need a manager running my business at this point in my career i don't no. feel like i need it no so I, I don't know like there's a couple guys that give me some pretty good offers but at this point in your career one and oh 22 years old yeah. all you really need are people that are able to get you fights yeah yeah that's and, the main thing and i have that i have i have enough connections in that field where i can and you know I, I i trust a lot of people that uh i don't know maybe some others wouldn't but it, I, mm-hmm. I you know it, it could be my ignorance but I, I'm, I'm very trusting of these people so uh, i don't know i feel confident about the future for sure it's a it's a it's a slimy business unfortunately mm-hmm. with some people they're kind of just in it like okay i see this young kid he seems very talented he seems very good like yep. you know he, he seems promising he has the persona speaking of the persona soy boy where the fuck did that come from oh it's an insult i thought it was kind of funny so, <laughs> so you just ran with it yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> did somebody did somebody call you soy boy or something yeah, you like times, you know what? Yeah? Times, yeah and then you're like you know what i'm just gonna run with it yeah pretty much i'm like you know i'm a soy boy you know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of how it goes how yeah. long has it been since you've taken on that moniker yeah, i don't know like maybe two years two or something years? like that yeah you know i got the shirts that kind of go along with it oh, yeah i actually got you a hat are you kidding me yeah, sick it's not my, oh, my bags don't worry we'll grab it afterwards yeah, i'll Take a picture yeah, of it. Yeah. Sick. You got a soy boy hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will it's, fucking wear it with it's pride. A, it's a so I I've had three shirts done. Um, nice. I always have my logos drawn by my tattoo artist. Sick. Uh, he's also a vegan. Um, he, he's at a, a Scarlet Begonias on on Woodbine Woodbine and Bathurst. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, but he does like this really cool cartoon stuff. So for my first one, I had him just draw like a bruised up pineapple. You know, there's no like real thought behind it. It was just like something cool looking. Yeah. It said soy boy on the bottom. And then the second one, I had him draw. It was like, uh, you know, like uh, cherries hanging by the stem, two of them. Okay. And they were fighting each other. Okay. So I thought that would be 
kind of funny. And then this one, I got like a little bit punny with it. Okay. So I had him drawing an artichoke. <laughs> <laughs> Choking a carrot. And, you know, carrots just have a bad attitude. Oh, that is hilarious, yeah. dude. I can't wait to fucking see that. The That's next one I'm really excited about. You already have it planned and yeah, ready to yeah, go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Spill the beans. Come on. <laughs> I'm not going to All I, I got to say, you know. What does it include? Ears? <laughs> you, you you can uh, you can build it off of this. Okay, I don't know if I'm catching your groove right now, but you don't I'm going get there. it. <laughs> what are these called? Ears. And they have. <laughs> they have. Come on, Randy Couture. Call, oh, okay, okay, okay. Never go. mind. Why the fuck did it take me long that long? Yeah, to I was gonna say, you got ears. <laughs> you got ears. Yes. Okay, okay. I, okay. I can't wait to fucking <laughs> What's see that. About? Is that gonna be like a, a fight shirt or something? Like well, your next fight shirt? That's yeah, sick, dude. I know. I'm excited about that one because that one's just like that, uh -huh. that's that's hitting the nose, you know, the nail on the head. Have you tried reaching out to like any like uh, vegan based companies to kind of uh, like support you and stuff? There's a few that have kind of reached out yeah. actually, um, but no, I, I I haven't. It's you know, it's the brands usually aren't that big. I actually had a, a vegan MMA brand that gave me some gear, which was kind of cool. sick. It was like super random. Yeah, uh, it's called Veg Animal Apparel, and it's all vegan. In MMA and it was in New York and it was for one of my fights in okay. New York. It was just really random and like I was happy to do it. I like a few times when you know I had a little bit more disposable income, I was donating part of my sponsorship money to a, a, a animal shelter just outside mm -hmm. of Toronto. I forget the name of it. Um, I don't know. It's like famous for a pig that they have. Okay. I can't remember, but nonetheless, I, I gave them a couple hundred dollars. And, uh, but yeah, I haven't done that again recently just because, you know, I, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fight games, tough. Oh, trust me. <laughs> trust me. School trust me. We're getting, we're getting there though. And I, you know, yeah. that's stuff I kind of want to stay involved with. Yeah. You know? Dude, I've been around the game since maybe 2010 trying to make a dime off this thing but it's it's tough yeah it's so fucking tough even the mma show that i help run like it's you're losing money doing these things right like i don't know how btc is at nine shows now mm -hmm. which is the most in canadian mma history at least uh, in ontario there's no score fighting series had eight shows and then btc just passed it this past weekend now with nine um but even score fighting series i was trying to fucking yeah I was trying to fucking make it big in that thing too, but it's just no money, dude. There's, yeah. People just want to see the UFC. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, it's disappointing, and, and that goes along with just the fact that there's not really a scene for it. You know, like like that that fusion uh, promotion that I fight with in Montana. They've had how many fucking cards? I don't know. They've had a ton of cards, really? like over like maybe ten years. But they and but they do pro am right? Like they do they do pro am, yes. yeah. And um, what what's really cool about it as well is that they kind of like mix shit in. Like they had a like they had a, it was called backflips and beatdowns. So yeah, take a guess of what that it is. sounds like. Some pro wrestling no, bullshit. No. It's not. Okay, yeah, fill me in. It is uh, <laughs> like dirt bikes and ATVs, and they set up uh, like ramps beside the cage, and they do flips over the what cage. What the and fuck? Shit. Like in between fights, they're just fucking- In between fights, they're doing all that. Like, wow. Yeah, it's just, it's Wild West. It, it, that's it's the so perfect cool. way that I was going to actually like explain it. Is yeah. That just sounds like some Wild West shit. That's why I like- I know. Like, I could be wrong, but somebody yeah. told me like for one of the last fights, they do a flip over the cage while- all the fights happening that which doesn't sound safe no, at all no but i don't know i could be wrong i could be wrong i don't want to speak out of turn <laughs> but somebody told me that i've never seen it but 
I don't know. Like I know my uh, my brother in law saw it when he was like ten or something. Yeah, like that, so. that sounds a little crazy. Yeah. But most of the amateur shows I've been to were on like native reserves, mm-hmm. just due to the laws and shit up here, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just so tough. I feel like it's more so the Wild West in the the states and in states like Montana or probably Wyoming. That's where they do bare knuckle FC, right? Wyoming, Wyoming, and, right? Yeah, and then they do it like Missouri, <laughs> Missouri, exactly. Yeah, These fucking yeah. states that don't really give a shit. Yeah, you know what a mean? little bit more obscure for it's, sure. It's it's yeah. so much harder to get yeah, away with shit than Ontario. Coming to Wyoming. Wyoming. Doesn't surprise me at all. Yep. Go ahead, butt a motherfucker and see yeah. what happens. <laughs> That's really all Bare they're knuckle. about, right? Let's add headbutts <laughs> and there's no there's no knockout. You know, you can only or you can only win oh by knockout. God, that's that's yeah, too if not, much. It's a draw. Just kill each other. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I love that so shit. It. I want to do it. I want to do like bare knuckle or left way at least. Really, time. dude? Yeah, just fuck it. Why Are you not? serious? Yeah, just fuck it. I don't know. You know, just go. I've, I've always wondered what the interest is in that though. It's just, like, it's just you know, like someone who cares about fighting and what fighting really is. <sighs> you know, like the purest form of it. You want to get primal with that shit? No like, gloves. Yeah, just like fucking. cut each other up. Like whatever, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I was, it I was kind of open to it. I was yeah. kind of open to it until I saw Jason Knight fight fucking. I don't know who the fuck. He fought, but there was Artem? one fight, uh, might have been the Artem fight, where he just came out cuts fucking yeah, he everywhere. Lost teeth too. Oh, yeah, the fist just squeezes right in. Uh, wait, they must wear mouthpieces at least. Yeah, but okay, I but don't know, they, for some them. reason, there's a trend of at the bare knuckle fights, a lot of guys losing, losing teeth. teeth. A lot of teeth. I'm not with that. <laughs> like I, I tried giving it a, a chance. Can't fucking do it. It's pretty brutal. I don't yeah, know. like I, I, I like it. It's entertaining, and you know, like, like I thought MMA was bottom of the barrel. Bare Knuckle FC came in and was like, Tiago Alves, come on over. Artem Lobov, come on over. Like, Lobov, the king. Be Polly Malinaji, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, do you watch boxing much? No, not really. No? No, I don't Yeah, watch kind of the same. Like, I'll watch, like, Fury against Wilder. I didn't I'll watch, watch that, You didn't no. watch that, too? Like, I was interested, but, you yeah. know, like, uh, I already watched Felder and fucking yeah, true. that night. That so was the same so night, like, yeah, yeah. Burned. <laughs> I, I just have the the, the the desire with all these like spectacle fights like whenever Anthony Joshua fights in fucking Wembley Stadium or wherever yeah. the fuck it is I just love the, the spectacle of it like I wish you got to go to the UFC 129 event yeah, yeah, yeah. GSP against Shields that was insane totally just having that like 55,000 people I'm sure people even passed like maybe 100 meters from the cage wish, probably yeah. couldn't even have it's saw it crazy. right crazy yeah, yeah that no, must I, have been I, insane I've, I've seen it before like, yeah uh, well just on, on TV yeah know, like I don't know. It was cool that they, well, even the uh, the Aussie shows, like when they have 80,000 yes. people. Yes, the Rousey and Home card was probably one of the biggest ones that they did. Like, it just, even Izzy like and Robert they, Whittaker. They do like the, uh, I don't know, the, like, the aerial the shot. Sky, yeah, the aerial shot coming See in. You're everything. like, holy fuck. I know. That I is know. a small city watching that fight. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so true. That's Billings that's, in a building. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Um, what are, what are your plans? We'll wind off on this, where we're getting close to the two hour mark. But what what would you say if you had any plans for twenty twenty? What they are? Uh, I want at or least goals. Uh, two fights this year. You okay, know, I wouldn't mind one like maybe mid to late summer, and then uh, maybe two or three. Like if I can get one fall, you know, late summer, and then during the winter. But yeah, I, I want to get three, and I'm I'm finishing up school, so I'm so fucking excited. Are you in the that. last year? Last year, yeah, last year, last semester. Yeah, <laughs> just gonna pound it out. You know, yeah. like move on. Just focus on building my privates, and you know, just. just 
roll from there. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm really, really excited about that. Just getting to focus on like all the stuff that I'm truly passionate about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I want to do actually a little bit with like kind of building martial arts for, um, you know, a lot of people do it for specific, like, uh, you know, they, they branch out and they start working with uh, special needs people, mm-hmm. which is a- amazing. And I really want to be a part of that as well. So I, I kind of want to touch on that. And I really want to get like uh, LGBTQ people involved in it. Cause I feel like they've been kind of ostracized by the martial arts community. And I've talked to some and they just don't feel comfortable with it. Like they don't feel comfortable coming into the gym. Yeah. And doing that type yeah. Of stuff. You know, like, uh, cool. so I, I kind of want to work past that with those people and, mm-hmm. you know, just give them, I don't know a sense that they are accepted in the community and uh yeah i don't know i, I really want to touch on that kind of stuff there's, there's a lot of stuff in like gender kind of issues i find like within martial arts and you know i i really kind of want to help, help grow the inclusivity and, mm-hmm. and the the strength and the power that can come from you know just feeling strong and and that really is what martial arts is right it gives you a sense of like physical strength mm-hmm. that you can protect yourself that you can fucking kick someone's ass exactly yeah so just I, to be confident even yeah you it's know pull your shoulders back and exactly you know, like uh, actually my uh my high school in Tottenham invited me uh, this is last year i really hope that they'll take me but they invited me to teach like the self-defense program that they would Sick. have with some like shitty karate guy that would come in and like uh, like my brother told me he's like yeah we learned double legs i'm like oh you're gonna from a karate fucking, guy from a karate guy and you're, gonna, <laughs> and you're gonna do that in the street yeah you're in a double leg yeah. man who's trying to mug you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's get tangled up on the ground yeah uh no so like i don't know i just want to teach somebody like i don't know just uh, from a true fighter's perspective of like the and someone who's worked a lot in security as well like i've done security since i was 18 mm-hmm. i really want you know to kind of translate to the youth like you know if you pull your shoulders back you stand tall and if you know that you can defend yourself and if you believe in yourself like it's as cheesy as it sounds but like in those situations that's what you need to do uh, do you have a, a strategy in terms of how to tackle that uh, that type of like a, a double x <laughs> <laughs> i mean in terms of like tackling the lgbtq community in terms of getting them in <sighs> into the like have you thought that far I'm or gonna hand out flyers on church street <laughs> <laughs> no, pride I'm, week would be your best no, week no, let's I, wait till I, july i have some friends that are involved yeah. in the community and i want okay. to talk to some local businesses in the community center you know i've already kind of researched it a little bit okay like we're like areas because they do have some like self-defense programs for those people but i kind of want to get them out of like the self-defense program mindset and i just want to actually build communities within the like the already established gyms because mm-hmm. it's funny like i was looking at like you know, the the village, right? And it's trying to find like martial arts studios around that area. It's like a a dark hole, like mm-hmm. there's, there's a black hole. There's nothing there. Not Even, really. Like within the surrounding area, there's really nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, I thought that was kind of funny and I don't know if it's a coincidence, but I feel like it kind of is. You know, that so. might be a good spot for you to spring up the gym that you're talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, you know, like we'll be the get the epicenter of it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like there's a lot of pissed off gay guys <laughs> gonna take it out on somebody. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like I'm kidding, but nonetheless, no, no, it, for sure, yeah, it's I, it's very noble of you to actually tackle that issue, though, because that's one thing that I really have not heard from anybody in this local scene. Yeah, is actually tackling that demographic, and it's good on you to actually go there and be like, you know what? Yeah. These it's are the people that, that I'm going after. I've, I've never seen, um, you know, like an 
let alone like an openly gay person. I've never like sexuality should be completely separate mm-hmm. from martial arts, but there's sure. certain aspects about sexuality that, you know, you can't hide, you know, they're, they're a part of you. And when you walk in, people are going to know, you know, by virtue of whatever, how will you dress, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you look like, it, it comes off as just, you know, like, you know, maybe they feel like they won't be accepted because of that. So I, I don't know. I that's I feel like there's a me. I feel like there's a bunch of it in the MMA industry, but they're just too scared to come out. Yeah, that's yeah. the main thing. I think there is a ton of it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like even for myself, like, uh, like I'm I'm bi, and mm-hmm. you know, like I've never really said that publicly, but fuck, I don't feel like it's the time to do it. But you know, like. Uh, it, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't change anything for martial arts. It doesn't change anything that I'm training. Even when I'm working with my wife, there's nothing sexual about it. There's nothing weird that like happens when I'm holding her, you know, like sometimes we goof around and I'll kiss her on the cheek while I'm like about to submit her. Yeah. But you know, other than that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like, we're it's totally to, separate things. It's, it's completely but, but, separate. But unfortunately for those people, it has a connotation yeah. when they come into these gyms where they're like, okay, I got to, yeah, you know, I got to be as manly or as feminine or yeah, whatever the yeah, fuck it yeah. is. Yeah, I don't know. Like that kind of stuff really annoys me, and you know, I feel like it's still kind of definitely like the culture really hasn't changed at all in that regard. Like mm-hmm. women are definitely accepted, but there's still an expectation for them to have a certain amount of masculinity while they're in the gym, mm-hmm. which necessarily isn't a bad thing yeah. because like there needs to like it not necessarily masculinity, but you need to you you can't be soft in that environment. You, you have to like put on like your 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 mean face, your war face whenever mm-hmm. you're in there. And that's not really, that's not really attributed to kind of, I don't know, like femininity at all. But like, if, if you, uh, you, you know what I'm trying to say? No, like, I definitely get yeah, that. Yeah. Like uh, I, I wish it wasn't like that because I want to like separate uh, the sport from, um, you know, fighting. Like it's just a sport that people want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. It's not about being the tough guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're still Especially roughly in the, well, we're still in the infancy stages if it, yeah. Yeah, if you think about it, right? I mean, yeah. like UFC's only been around for 25, 26 or seven years, yeah. which is really when MMA started to take off. So I think you and a couple of the other people are still like the, the, the pioneers essentially of it. If you think about it from like a hundred years from now, right? That how long has the NBA been around? How long has the NFL been around? Sure. Right. Sure. Think about yeah, when yeah. we're 80 years in, yeah. what the sport's going to look like yeah. and what kind of people are taking a part of it. It's going to be like boxing with like five belts. That I, I hope not. That's like, yeah. fuck. I'm the, That's I'm. So Weird, the champion way. for the next seven pounds yeah. or whatever the fuck it is uh last thing that we'll touch on actually why do you fight uh i fight because i love uh, the the self-expression of it okay yeah, I, I truly look at it like it's art and you know the the ring is my canvas <laughs> so like uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but like it, it does feel that way yeah. in a lot of ways i i have fun like trying to learn and like develop my own style yeah and you know like as especially coming from the mma perspective and as an mma fighter born and bred it's just like when you're in the ring and and, and you're trying to define yourself in that way it really is a, it's, it's an expression of yourself and you can see like aspects of like how people are just in their fighting you don't even know them to kind of have a feeling for what they're like i don't know that's kind of the way i look at it maybe it's like over reading into but that's how it feels no it's it's different for everybody yeah i mean like 
Like uh, when I talked to Ergis and I asked him the same question, he goes, I just want to fucking be the best. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. I want to be the best. But yeah. you're looking at it as oh, it's more of a, of, uh, obviously know, that's a part yeah. of it. <laughs> but, 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 but you're saying like, it's a, that's, it's a canvas that I'm painting every single time I get yeah, in there. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and getting to teach it. It and, is a piece of art. And, and sharing it with people as well. And, you know, trying to be the, I've never really been the best at something before. Like I started out with the amateurs, right? I got my ass kicked in a demo. I broke my nose. He gave me a black eye. And then I lost in my, uh, debut as an amateur and then i lost a siri in my second fight but i was close and then mm-hmm. i was like okay well that's kind of like three times in a row i got my fucking ass kicked and that really sucks yeah and i was like you know what morale like, wise yeah. that probably wasn't the I, best I, for you i really wanted to get it back and mm-hmm. you know i had my first win in montana and then you know like i, I kind of just the ball kept rolling from there and now it's it's crazy to think about like only maybe a, a year and a half ago I had my first win and I I am where I am now and yeah. that's just purely out of passion for it. Yeah, it's also out of like kind of developing as like a man. Sure, <laughs> you're you, you are know? a kid still, dude. Like yeah, twenty 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 two years old. Yeah, so it, it, still it, it definitely a kid. it made a difference. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and having the right people behind me driving me and like pushing me towards it and and kind of like uh, just training smarter, mm-hmm. but. Nonetheless, you know, like I, I want to win. I want to take it as far as I can, but I also want to be the best coach in the world. Yeah, that's know? a great aspect and, of it too. I, I think that's that's part of it. And you can't – well, a lot of people – I think to really be looked at as like one of the greatest coaches, you need to be one of the, the best fighters as well. I feel mm-hmm. like if I could mend those two things together, then, you know, I'll, I'll be like uh, a it's, coach. It, it's, it's not often that you actually see that though. Yeah. In terms of a really good fighter becoming a really good coach, yeah, I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head that's like that's why I do all my privates on the side. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I teach as much as I can. Whenever I have a chance to, I like really make sure that like the new people in the gym like get a taste of like what I know. It makes them feel more comfortable, and it, it, it's good to just share like what you do know with people. And it makes me feel good too, knowing that I'm helping someone else develop into like their uh, their whatever their martial arts life you're technically training as well too when you're teaching people teach you're going over the basics yeah exactly you're you're learning the basics you'll never forget the basics if you continue to try to pound it in people's heads my boxing has gotten so much better yeah teaching so much boxing nice i'm like oh shit i never turned my (laughs) you know now i can like i can throw some mean fucking hands nice it's cool that's awesome uh is there anything that you want to plug do you have anything uh, you that know, you're doing Primal MMA. I haven't even yeah. said the name of it yet. It's all good. But yeah, Primal <laughs> MMA in Leslieville. That's where our team's at. We're growing. We're small, but we're getting a lot better. You know, we have an undefeated pro 1-0. There we go. So, <laughs> we, you know, we, we, <laughs> Carrying the fucking torch. Yeah, we're running towards it. Yeah. yeah. And, and this, uh, I don't know when this is going to go up. Uh, today's t- uh, Monday, so by th- Wednesday. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's War of Gods this weekend. That's like an Amy show. Uh, it's going to be in North York at the warehouse. We have a guy on that, uh, Nathan Taylor, who's a fucking badass. And Shout out Nathan. Yeah, he doesn't do any social media. He's afraid <laughs> of plastic, but uh, he doesn't like tap water. But my God, he could kick your fucking ass. Don't tell that to his opponent, yeah. though. You'll yeah. fucking come out there with plastic water bottles and shit. Yeah, I know. We got to go out there and like we're going to be pouring a mason jar <laughs> in his fucking mouth in the corner. Such a freak. Oh, that's hilarious. I love him, though. He's, he's, my, one of my, he's my best friend. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good that you have that connection with somebody. Um, yeah, fuck. Connor's been a blast to have on the podcast. Very, um, very happy that my girl stumbled upon you at. You guys are in the same class or some shit. Yeah. Is that what it is? 
Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> this won't be the last time that I have you in here, though. Awesome. So we're gonna we're gonna have some more podcasts that we do together. Um, make sure you guys follow him at Connor underscore Rideout or at Rideout MMA. Okay, perfect. And I honestly going into this, I'm like, is it Rideau? <laughs> no, Rideout. Right. Okay, right out, so okay, yeah. it's full like fucking yeah, yeah. English, it's, Canadian, no yeah, French it's just, bullshit. It's white, it's white. Yeah. No, where where is the heritage from that though? Where, uh, where does like it come it, from? Well, it's Newfoundland, but okay. like outside of that, it was like. From France, it went to England, and England. So it, it transformed right from Rideau to Rideout. Yes, <laughs> and then the Rideouts went to uh, Newfoundland. So there's, there's quite a bit of Rideouts there. Yeah, actually, all of my family's on the East Coast. I have a grandpa from Newfoundland. I have a grandpa from PEI. I have my, wow. My nana is from New Brunswick, and then my grandma is from Nova Scotia. And I was the only person in a class of 300 that had all of their grandparents. Wow. Born in Canada. <laughs> I was like, wow. Oh, that's I'm the thing. So yeah, <laughs> trust me. Was that third generation Canadian? You, you are, you are. Then I don't know. Maybe fourth. We, we can't really trace any. We can't trace that far back, dude. With Indians, my fucking my parents barely have any wedding pictures. I barely know my grandparents. My grandparents were all dead by the time I was born, pretty okay. much. Yeah, so <laughs> wow. I can't go to ancestry.com and find out where the fuck my heritage comes from. That's for sure. They yeah, don't I have did, shit. I did one of those tests, and, and, and I was kind of like looking forward to like what was going to be off with yeah. them. I'm like, what's that little like five percent of something in there? You know, because my family's been in Canada for so. I'm literally related to Johnny McDonald. Oh, like, what? You can clan. trace it that far back? Are yeah, you telling me that? He's part of my clan. <laughs> you know? so, uh, which is for all cool. you Americans, Johnny McDonald was our George Washington. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, give it a tip, you know? but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I was looking forward to something. Yeah. It was like, no, you're white. <laughs> you white as fuck. Yeah, yeah. There, there wasn't even a, a taste of anything in there. I just wanted like, a little bit of yeah, African. Point one percent. said five percent Iberian Peninsula, zero to five percent Iberian Peninsula, <laughs> and then it was like seventy-five percent English Scottish and then oh, 25% Irish. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I just wanted Nothing. a little bit of color. Yeah, it's so interesting, but that's interesting in itself, isn't it? Like, I don't know. I'm more Canadian than the rest of you yeah. except for the indigenous people. I would never say that, but you know, oh. there you go. Dude, cool. Connor, it's been a fucking blast. Yeah, I really, really appreciate you fucking coming out. You made a little bit of a trek to come out here too, so yep. I, I'm forever grateful for that. No uh, make sure you guys check his Instagram. I'm going to have all of his information in the, in the description below, so make sure you guys check that stuff out. Um, yeah, cool. that's about it. Thanks, Connor. See you next Appreciate time. Appreciate you. <laughs>